everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Genre Equality Podcast. I'm Hitzer. I'm Hadi. I'm Aisa. Uh, this month, we're actually going to be bidding farewell to <gasps> um, three pretty important shows. Oh, oh okay. Mm. I mean, um, two of them are all-time great genre comedies, yeah. uh, Bojack Horseman and The Good Place, which uh, ended uh, the beginning of the month. Yeah. Uh, and so did, uh, probably in my opinion, the most important superhero show of all time, Arrow, which uh. Uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, has sucked for... The second long half while. for a long while, <laughs> but um, I think we we will be talking about how influential it is and uh, the impact it has on the superhero TV landscape because Definitely. I think in, in an objective, not subjective term, I yeah. think Arrow has just been uh, the most. It, it has created the largest universe ever. Yeah. Uh, with kind of the biggest fandom, uh, and it has done the most ambitious things yeah. when it comes to superhero shows. So I mean, it 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 is important lah, despite yeah. the fact that it's kind of been sucking for a long time. I would say I've been sucking badly for like three seasons. Uh. Pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. High spots here and there, but yeah, for yeah, the most yeah. part, it's pretty meh. It's like uh, a four out of ten most of the time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about um, Harley Quinn again. Yeah, but different. <laughs> different Harley Quinn. Live action this time. <laughs> yeah. um, there are some teen fantasy shows we'll be talking about. Uh, yet another Stephen King adaptation. Mm. Uh, but the first ever adaptation of his son's book, uh, Joe Hill, uh, mm. for Law and Key on Netflix. Uh, there's like space tourism sitcoms and kids cartoons and Lovecraftian horror and, and some pretty terrible movies as well. Which reminds me, um, this month we're introducing a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of us have our own little solo segments in the Quick Hits and Isis Anime Corner. Uh, mm. From now on, we have a monthly segment called Hardywood where he talks about kind of the big budget blockbusters that mm. none of us have interest in. But it's genre related or genre, genre related. adjacent. Of course, or if of course. he can make genre by <laughs> yeah. convincing us. So genre adjacent. <laughs> if you recall, we actually had kind of a, a backdoor pilot for this segment uh, we did. With, with the Hobbs and Shaw review. Yeah, we did. So uh, if you remember that one, it will be similar to that. Okay. Yeah, so it's for the Hobbs and Shaw's of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those so, kinds yeah, of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, shall we begin with the two the greatest genre comedies? Oh, of definitely. All time. Let's, one of the best. let's start with a high. Uh, both are highs. Yeah, yeah. Both are highs. This yeah. is relative highs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's start with the sixth and final season of Bojack Horseman. Actually, the part, second half, la. Part two of season six of yeah. uh, Bojack Horseman. Uh, we actually reviewed this last, last October yep. or September. The first, uh, the first eight, eight episodes. First eight episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the final eight episodes. Yep. Uh, it's a bit of a bittersweet thing because it's a show we love, we love but yeah. at the same time, also yeah. you know, you know they're gonna stick landing. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I think, spoiler alert. Whoa. Uh, if if you're like listening to this review, you'll probably have seen it already, so I think yeah. it'll be fine. Um, but I, no, no, I mean spoiler alert that we gave gave it away. Oh, our retail, <laughs> our retail, right, right. Um, but I, I guess whether it's animated, whether it's comedy, or whether it's dramedy, it's kind of become clear by now that Bojack Horseman is is not just one of the greatest uh, Netflix shows of all time yeah. or genre shows of all time, yeah. just like uh, period one of the greatest series of all time, it is. uh, regardless of category. And and this absolutely hilarious yet. You know, emotionally devastating cartoon about a washed-up sitcom star comes to a satisfying conclusion. Um, did it stick the landing? I think we already expressed. Yeah, it did. Um, I think creator Raphael Bob Waxberg has found a way to wrap up the series in a meaningful and emotionally satisfying and cathartic way. Uh, not just for Bojack's arc, but also for Diane, mm-hmm. uh, Todd, Princess mm-hmm. Carolyn, Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter, and all the rest as well. Everyone who... Every supporting character got a good, nice ending. Correct, yeah. 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 As we saw in Season 6 Part 1, uh, Bojack made great strides in dealing with his depression, getting yep. sober. 
uh, and repairing relationships with his closest friends. But in this kind of painful final stretch, mm. uh, finally holds Bojack accountable for the for the many people, uh, primarily women that he's hurt along the way. Uh, and while the drama kind of uh, lies in a fine line between redemption and relapse for Bojack, uh, the series also takes care to provide hilarious, beautiful, and moving closing arcs for the whole ensemble. Yeah. Um. So what 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 do you guys think about uh Bojack Horseman uh, season six part two? Wow. <laughs> There's so much to say, honestly. I mean, it has been with us for so long. It feels like a, a, a regular show. I mean, a show that we constantly go back to when we, we talk about perfection and talking about mm. uh, one of the greatest TV shows. Right? Yeah, Bojack yeah. is up there with like The Wire and, you know. And Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad. And Better Call Saul. And, 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 and Americans and things like that. Yeah, but those, those are non-genre things. Exactly. This is right? the one, the few, the one genre show that we talk about that's just consistently perfect. Like. And that's the thing, consistently perfect. Yeah. And that's because it... I mean, the animation style, you know, might not be for everyone or whatever, yeah, la, yeah. you know. But the story, the character development, the empathy and, like, there's so much... It's so much juice, you know, in this in this series. And and uh, how they ended it was beautiful, la, you know. Uh, how everything was tied up. Who, uh, what's his name again? Bob Westbert. Bob Raphael Bob Raphael Westbert. Bob, Bob yeah. Westbert. Also of Undone, uh, which we also really uh, love as well. I'm, I'm so... Yeah, it, it, that bittersweet is such a good way of describing it. Like, that, you know, it was such a good uh, series finale. And at the same time, it just feels sad that there's no more Bojack. Yeah. Mm. But the journey is there. Like, the journey is, you know, we've seen it from the start to the end. And, 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 and uh, so the, the empathy in this TV series was just so mm. perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the depth of all the characters mm. like even uh, Todd. Todd like <laughs> you wouldn't expect Todd in season 1 you know to be this character with so much nuance and I didn't expect Bojack Horseman in season 1 but like, even more so for like a, a side character like Todd yeah. that you're just doing he had like two side gags he sleeps on the couch and you know then and he is a uh, 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 Moucher 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 yeah. yeah and that's about it you yeah. know and he makes quips yeah. Here and there yeah. And nope He's asexual yeah. You know He, <laughs> he goes on He fa- he fails upwards to, All the time To, <laughs> to great heights right. You know uh, And he has this And he realises that Toxic friendship he has With Bojack Yeah And that like uh, That's just one example uh, Of many many other examples of mm, Actually all of them uh, Realised realize the yeah. in, in, in different moments Yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. So uh, I'm gonna miss this show so much uh, What so, about so you guys? Much. Oh wow! I think I agree largely with all of Hardy Hardy's points. Um, what took me okay? What I found interesting in particular, or rather, what I found a lot of resonance with in particular, was Diane's struggle mm-hmm. uh, in this second half of the season to write, mm-hmm. right, and write something that she felt of like of of depth and of importance and something important to say, but she ends up with <laughs> a teenage, uh, a young adult. Fiction book la. Mm. Yeah. Food Court Detective. Food Court Detective. Yeah. Which the premise of which I I would I would watch for sure. Mm. Um but no just doubt. the way that they, they portrayed writer's block is pretty amazing. I have to say that it is very, very close <laughs> to mm. what it actually feels like. Uh you know, and um what consistently amazes me about Bojack is that yes, Bojack is the titular character and we follow his journey and his story. We do. But Every season without fail, right? The spread of the plot and the pacing and the depth of development, uh, every character gets something, mm-hmm. right? Without fail, and it's always good. And I think that is a challenge, especially when you have a, a, a large cast like this. 
um, to tell that embedded within a story that um, you should not ha have that ability to, right? Um, you know, Bojack's the star of the show, he's the star of this show, he's the star of his own show, but at the same time, we, we see the importance of all the other characters around him and how he influences them and how they influence him yep. as well. Um, and without these characters, I think we would never have the show that we we have now after six seasons. Um, it's sad, but at the same time, I think um, what Bojack tried to do and set out to do was very successful and uh, it was a good place to end it. I don't think you could you could proceed past this without making it feel yeah um you know less than than what it is right now. And they never they never overdid it. Mm. It was just the right amount of like sadness mm. and depression and moments of happiness la, You know yeah mm. and realization and all that. Mm. I think Bojack has a reputation for um the emotional parts of it, the the characters, the and the issues they take very seriously. Uh, but I think not enough credit has been given to how much it still, despite all that, still revels in the absurdity of this animal yes. human fantasy world oh, yeah. the and, and the, the, the satire of the Hollywood yeah. industry. You know, that's all still very funny. You know, it's mm -hmm. just that it's the drama that we all always talk about. Yeah. So I think before the show ends, it's, like, it's important to point out that it's still a very funny show. Like, it it's a lot of great incredibly. side gags, you know. Yeah. Um, like Hollywood. Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. yeah. And, and at the same time, it managed to do like thoughtful repudiations of the male anti-hero trope Ooh, that, that has yeah. kind of been plaguing uh, television since the prestige TV days. La. They mm. did tackle uh, hashtag MeToo. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, actually season 5 was more of the Me Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this was the conclusion this of This was it. kind of more of the reckoning. The reckoning. Yeah. Of, okay. of everything, of yeah, everything yeah, yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. ever done wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I think season 2, uh, season 6 part 2 kind of delivered everything I wanted but didn't necessarily know I needed. Uh, we see Bojack clean and sober for the first time since yeah. we've known him. We see what his life post Hollywood could be like if he just manages to you know line his ducks in a row. But we also see what it's like for Bojack to finally truly really face a reckoning like, when he's turning his life around for the better. Mm. Come up into. Yeah, and how he reacts to all of that. I mean, not surprisingly, those revelations come with hard truths and, and a painful process to um, come to grips with, with all that and ultimately life or death consequences. Yeah. Uh, how that plays out is I think, a must-watch experience if you haven't seen it yet. Um, at first, Bojack handles it well, you know, um, and apologizes apologizes unequivocally and genuinely. But uh, but we also know Bojack. It's hubris. We we know that like that yeah. moment of validation, like his narcissism and built a need for valid validation, will, yeah. but like make him push it too far. Yep. And, and he and, did. And he did lah. And 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 boy, that that penultimate episode, um, the view from halfway down is is a goddamn work of art. It is. And mm. right up there with some of the series' best episodes, you know, like Free Churro or the Underwater, underwater episode. episode you know, yeah. We can can list <laughs> <Free Truro. laughs> we can list so many favorites. of their like yeah, brilliant yeah. moments. Uh, and it the is. view from halfway down is one of it's them. One of them, yeah. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you got to talk about Diane, Mr. Peanut Butter, Carolyn, Todd. All of them have played integral parts in Bojack's story while existing outside of his sphere of influence. Mm. Um, they are by and large good people, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, and the show rewards them for that fact at the end uh, Diane gets perhaps the best standout episode of the season in terms of animation in yep. the episode uh, Good Damage that, yep. uh, that Isa was talking about uh, perhaps and a good uh, good insight into the uh, writing process of, uh, not only that but um, antidepressants, de antidepressants yeah. and how mm. it affects your life yeah. Yeah, you know like your weight gain and all that stuff the chemicals in your brain yeah. so you're not as creative and all of that you know 
it it the only other episode that of this season that I feel like kind of matches that is kind of the Princess Caroline Princess. baby episode yep. from part one. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best overall episode has, still has to be the view from Happy Down lah. Mm. It's it's sure. kind of the steel that brings all Bojack's drama and trauma to a hit in a heartbreaking afterlife dream sequence. Mm. Um, as we wonder. If Bojack's end will be the tragic one we all foresaw in the opening credits, you know yeah. him uh, drowning in a pool, uh, and and man, uh, that episode also had this imagery of um, okay, Bojack and the Good Place ended on the same day, yeah. and, and and that episode I kind of watched on the same night as the Ooh. Good Place, you know, uh, and it had this imagery of people walking through a door frame, yeah. uh, <laughs> ending their existence, uh, yeah. which is as if like ending on the same night wasn't coincidence enough. Yeah, they both had that same imagery, you know. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool But um, Bojack's anything but predictable So the idea of Bojack Having to continue living With his failures And struggling to grow beyond them Is perfect la. yeah, Like death is Too easy of an yeah. answer For him right and, and the show Kind of briefly says that I feel that would be The coward too Of going out by killing Bojack Actually Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it, it would still Make narrative sense yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily Have thought it's we the would, wrong way It wouldn't be wrong Yeah Yeah, but the whole idea Of the show is like You have to grow And continue to struggle And life is hard You right. will make mistakes And right. how do you grow past that So yeah. if Bojack dies Then you know There can't be anything Redempting about it's, it It's not um, In line with the theme Of the show Yeah uh, and It'd it just was, be depressing Correct correct Yeah, yeah. And Bojack was never depressing for depressing sake. Yeah. Although it was depressing many times, lah. And like everything else in Bojack, the story doesn't end on a super uplifting feel good note or one of downwardly spiraling depression. But something in the middle, yes. Something that feels real. So while it's not exactly satisfying in terms of like a dopamine rush that you mm-hmm. get in the Breaking Bad finale or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the final moments are rewarding for those who stuck with the characters through thick and thin, lah. Yeah. Uh, so they, I, I think towards the end, they they stayed true to the core cast of characters and and they treat them like flesh and blood. Horse or cat people Or just people Who just live people. in yeah. Heightened world And you follow the stories To their logical conclusions With no Hyperbole Really nope. Don't have uh, I said they didn't overdo it Yeah And, and yeah. there was no like Sympathetic schmaltz Or nihilistic nope. cynicism Either uh, You find a middle ground And a milestone That ties off the story And acts as a pause Before it carries forward On its own momentum Just off screen Yeah You know um, So I think like as, as you wrap up Your thoughts on the show Like what, what do you think uh, What are your final thoughts And how would you rate it uh, my final thoughts are basically If you have not watched Bojack Horseman What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Go and watch it uh, I'll give it a 10 out of 10 la. It's still a perfect show la. There's no I cannot find a flaw Out of this show mm-hmm. Yeah There's no flaw Yeah uh, What about you Isa? Oh um, I do I do feel that The second half of this uh, Breaking Breaking it up into two parts Did that gap in between um, the first half of the season and second half of the season, I do feel did take a sort of momentum away mm. uh, from what they were trying to do. Uh, and solely because of that, I think uh, I would give this a 9.5. Okay. Right? I All in all, in its totality, Bojack is probably the highest rated piece of work that we have ever yeah. reviewed. reviewed. Yeah. But the, uh, the only thing that I fixed that by just rewatching the whole thing. True, uh, true, well, true. Yeah. 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 And it only takes like three hours. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. exactly. So I didn't mind. Um, um. Yeah. I mean, any more thoughts? No. I mean, like okay. one of some of the bravest storytelling that we've ever gotten uh, mm. in 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 comedy. I think um, so many episodes that are just like kind of mind blowing. Every season you get at least one. Yeah. I mean, like where else uh, do you find that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Game? Yeah. I mean, outside of the very very best, the elite of the shows, like yeah, you know, yeah. You know. 
Um, also, shout out to the BoJack team for kind of bringing back and paying off some of the show's longest running. Yes. Um, <laughs> the criminal career of character actress Margot Martindale. Oh, that was so uh, good. Or in uh, BoJack's uh, season one theft of the D in the Hollywood sign, finally yeah. paid off in the very last episode uh, with, with Holly, <laughs> Holly Whoop. Holly Whoop. Um, yeah, so so for much of the home stretch, the series is this miraculous balance of comedy and drama. Yeah. Uh, the tragic parts of BoJack are the most important parts, but the show is also special because how it can comfortably coexist with these more ridiculous parts. Uh, yeah. Um, I in the end also I do feel like it kind of lost something in the break as well, mm. and, and I feel that I don't know. But because of that, I think it's a nine out of ten for me. Okay. Uh, still extremely high rating, uh, and but not quite the perfection I've seen in the last three seasons. Yeah, uh, not not mm. the lowest Bojack season, which is season one, which is an eight. So I mean, if you think about just the the, the scale of what we think is a bad season, which is an eight, or a mediocre season, which is a nine, or the perfect seasons yeah, of which you know pretty much the bulk, the, the bulk middle, of the middle yeah. is ten. Uh, this is I think overall, all in all, it's a perfect show. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and and speaking of of really great shows, another one. Ended on the same day as we talked about the good the place, good uh, the good place. Same made, amount of seasons. Uh, season four, right? Good place ended four on seasons, yeah. oh, four, four seasons. Yeah, so short. Not five. Uh? No. Oh okay. Yeah. But more episodes. Uh no. No. Also sixteen. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. why I think it's more episodes. But yeah. they did break it up into two parts. Again. Um, it's network, so they have yeah. made season finales, yeah. So it's ah uh, yeah yeah. Okay. It's the old school formula. Um, I think The Good Place began life as a comedy about a woman who accidentally got into heaven. Uh, but it, it's, it's a wonderful afterlife journey revealed the show to be a kind of uh, kind-hearted appraisal of philosophy and morality and the very meaning of existence. And it's kind of couched by pop culture zingers and warm friendship and clever puns. Uh, the series is divine, in, in my opinion, and it sticks the landing in its final episodes by continually um, hiding the heavy and heady Mm-hmm. Under hilarity mm. um, So while the story Of its fourth and final season May involve our crew Revamping heaven And, and hell's system of judgement uh, The crux remains The beauty of human connection uh, And the series repeatedly argues Up to and including Its final episode That human connection And its capacity To change people Is what makes Existence meaningful mm. uh, And that is The finiteness Of disconnection that's yeah. what makes it so uh, precious and fulfilling. Uh, endings, not eternity, is what makes something special. Mm-hmm. A- and that's the bittersweet prism that we experienced the final season of uh, of this one-of-a-kind series. Uh, what do you guys think? Hmm. This was beautifully done also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, you, and I love the problem-solving nature of this uh, last arc. Mm-hmm. Where they had to figure shit out. Uh. You know, they, they had to correct things and they had to... Um, it hasn't been like that... That has been for the past few seasons. Yeah. Like, but like this had that uh, very... Uh, like even bigger stakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, and again, because we already established how well... Um, how They really uh, have very well-defined uh, relationships, right? Yeah. So, everybody fits in very perfectly in this. Mm-hmm. Um and how they, 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 they come to the, 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 the solutions is very um, practical. La. It makes sense. La. You know? Um, however, it is still... It's another story with a lot of heart. Um, you grow to love these characters who are actually terrible people in season one. Mm-hmm. You know, where you couldn't... You're like, oh yeah, actually these people are kind of terrible. Um, especially Eleanor. La, you know, <laughs> and her... She was uh, looking out for herself, you know, he was in a survival mode and all that. 
But again, just like Bojack, in a way that it, it doesn't overdo it, you come to the that very poignant conclusion that no one is really all that bad, and no one is really and no one is really all that good. Yeah, you know, yeah. it has that very nice middle ground kind of thing. Yeah, and so the whole idea of a good and bad place becomes a very weird concept the, the it's idea, not black and white la, no, I, you know? I, even if you are all that bad the idea of eternal damnation regardless of how evil you are doesn't, is, is, yeah. doesn't fit the crime because yeah. you're bad for a certain number of years it's a and, temporary and time it's forever is your it punishment correct. you know and dr- throughout the duration of forever which is very long yeah. like, you, might, you might change it doesn't, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't compute la. so yeah. yeah so the conclusion how they came up with that solution and all that you know yeah. this was perfect la. yeah and yeah I mean, but apart from the schematics of like the the good bad the good and the bad place and all that stuff, um, the idea of and uh, the exploration of the good place was so brilliant. Mm. You know, like oh yeah. yeah, what happened if you can have everything in your life mm. yeah. and every wimp and fantasy that you're, you you know you're thinking about, you get tiring very quickly. Exactly, yeah. and they addressed that beautifully, like I thought, with that one solution, lah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, not bad. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Isa? Uh, what a fitting end, right? Uh, I think like just to make some comparison between how Bojack ended, it's very in theme, you know, um, with with the way the whole series was a uh, series was. But for Good Place, like you kind of saw it coming, right? Mm. Like you kind of saw it coming a mile away, especially even in the first. Uh, episode coming into the second half of the season yeah Yeah. um and it definitely tied things up very well I feel like the emotional kind of investment that we have uh, put into these characters over the years uh really did pay off in a way that was heartwarming and I do like the fact that and I think this has consistently been something that The Good Place has done so well is that they always take things to its logical conclusion yes right and um that is extremely satisfying mm. because they aren't afraid to revel in the absurdity of what that logical conclusion may be. Uh, but at the same time, it gives you some sort of satisfaction to see that happen mm. uh, and play out with the characters themselves. Uh, I think in particular, you kind of realise like Eleanor, despite all of her amoral kind of standings and, and her character development throughout everything, she is the linchpin of the entire story She's and nothing would have moved forward if not for her various machinations and struggles and anxieties about the things that yep. she's trying to do. Yep. Um, and I just like the the idea that at the end of the day, that even in the afterlife, you still have to struggle and figure things out and do all these things in order just to become a better version of yourself. Yeah. Right. And um, the way in which they come to that conclusion ultimately um, through, through Chidi's help is um, pretty brilliant, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the show is a very smart show, obviously, but it's, it's quite rivaled by its sweetness. Uh, in, in, yeah. a, in a Parks and Recreation kind of way, mm. I feel. Uh, I think it's a very generous outlook on the human experience, and, mm. and that's what makes The Good Place very good. Um, its ending, you know, 
wrecked people emotionally not because of some intellectual idea although there were a lot of profound ones mm-hmm. you know but because of the bond that these characters have made yeah. and, and the catharsis and the, and the growth that they were able to achieve after how many how many Jeremy Baramis ever, <laughs> you know? ever yeah. uh, Michael, Chidi, Eleanor, Janet, Tahani and Jason's arcs were all wrecked up you know Jason is a bit like the thought of the show I guess but even he had a good arc yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were all wrapped up some in silly ways and others yeah. in more impactful ways yeah. and, and The Good Place has always been a wrestler show and it's probably a lesson for us not only in life but also in entertainment where shows like Supernatural or The Walking Dead have kind of worn out their specialness because they stuck around for too long you know mm-hmm. uh, The Good Place much like all of its characters like chose to walk through the door when it was really it was just time, when it was time yeah. you know yeah. um, and then kind of just on a personal note like on the on the pop culture end of things I feel oh, like yeah, I also got I, this I, yeah I feel like The Judge is a bit of a representation of myself uh, in, in in just her pop culture opinions, yeah, 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 yeah very, she had very specific taste. Um, the Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I love that. I, I think <laughs> they built up her fandom of Deadwood and Justified, and Justified. over a couple of seasons yeah, already yeah, because yeah. she's just been binging. Since she shows. was introduced, actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she was she was started out with Deadwood, and then mm. because of Timothy, she went to uh, Justified, Justified, which is what I did. Yeah. And and her fangirling over Timothy Oliphant brought me so much joy. And and <laughs> she telling you do not watch Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 getting Timothy Oliphant fun to guest star as an amalgamation of himself and his justified character it's a a coup and it's weird and just the idea of like Mike Sure having to call up Timothy Oliphant and trying to explain to him like why why he needed him (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna play yourself but not really first he has to explain the premise of the show yeah, exactly. and then he has to explain why how we have got, gotten up here and why he's important uh, yeah it's a very specific representation of me it just drops pop culture things like oh dear uh, there was just a random meeting where she was watching The Leftovers and yes. it was a, just appalled that Carrie Coon was never nominated for an Emmy <laughs> that, that's, which that's, is one of the, your gripes that, that was me yeah. you know uh, and, and actually weirdly enough the whole Leftovers thing might actually be a shout out to Damon Lindelof because in his wrap up podcast they are the good places of yeah. podcast you know yeah. uh, Mike Shrek actually did uh, reveal that the season one the bad place twist you know the famous one mm. at the end of season mm. one was uh, Lindelof's idea oh. uh, uh, that they just happened to be talking and he destroyed that idea and he was like huh that's a good idea I mean like Lindelof didn't write it or anything no like, just a percolated idea in his he head, was just like yeah what if it was the bad place and it's like huh then he built the season around that idea uh, and and yeah, I mean it, it was really really great. Uh, as wrestling fans, you know, uh, yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, and his bed pen mm. that Eleanor found yeah. in her good place. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she she was like smelling it and all, and everybody yeah. just we also that out. Yeah, yeah, that's the bed pen that he hit uh, Vince McMahon with yeah. on on Raw in the late nineties. Uh, I love Jason's uh, fandom of uh, the J- Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I don't know how he knew, but. Uh, there was an update la. So when he started Shouting false Instead of uh, yeah. Because the new quarterback Is false oh, Janet probably updated him right Maybe yeah. yeah Because I don't know How time works I don't know you know, because Baramis are so long and yeah, yeah, know, but, it, but, but Baramis like, are also perception of time. Yeah, yeah. so you it know, feel long to them, but actually, like, but it might be still in order for something. You never know, You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't need to know. It's metaphysics, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I like that little little knots or little little details like that, lah. Which you know, it's cute, lah. I love the Honey's arc, by the way. Didn't you all think that that was beautifully done? Also, it was great. I think the moment when when both okay. Like, seeing her and her sister both appear in that particular episode and then, like, seeing how that has kind of changed. Yeah. And then, kind of, like, uh, coup de grace would bring the parents in. Yeah. And it's brilliant because all three had to go through that strenuous test. Mm. You know, yeah. so all three would come out very different people from when they first met. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do feel like 
it is so sh- it was so fitting it was so yeah and, and i'm gonna be using that a lot so fitting for tahani to just kind of like be crossing thing everything off her list as possible right? yeah and then coming to the conclusion that there's still one thing that she hasn't <laughs> done and she's gonna go do that anyway just because she can and she'll probably be really good at it mm-hmm. uh it is just one of the things that we we have grown to love about the character and give her that kind of like satisfaction of mm. like yes I still got some more things to do uh, I really really like that yeah me too you know yeah um, I, I think it, you have any concluding thoughts before your rating uh, same about Jack please watch it if you haven't watched it mm-hmm. uh, I'll give this a solid 8.5 okay mm. uh, what about you Isa? yeah it's an 8.5 for me uh, I think what I liked most this season was Chidi's uh being able to see a chidi that can make decisions mm. was oh a, yeah and he was like snap decisions that was yeah. his growth yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I, I that was most satisfying for me mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in the end like you know, beyond the comedy and the pop culture silliness uh, Good, Good Place found a lot of meaning in mundane human interaction yeah. uh, and it goes through and exemplifies so many complex philosophical ideas and after all that it wisely concludes a simple conclusion that you know how we treat each other is the only real measure of good and bad mm-hmm. in a world of grey areas mm-hmm. uh, and that no matter you know how bad they are they, people should be rehabilitated instead of punitively punished uh, because people can change and they will change if, they, if we give them a chance yeah. it's a very op- optimistic view on, on life like, mm-hmm. very very Star Trek-y uh, in a way yeah, yeah. you're right uh, and through it all The Good Place wasn't about a place it's about how we as people should endeavour to make any place that we visit uh, better. better through generous actions and by forming meaningful relationships, lah. Yeah. Uh, much like how Eleanor and her gang left every place they visited a better place, you know. Uh, in Eventually. the end, it, in the end, it was revealed that the good place was them, la. The good place was us, la. Like Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is the kind of show that will be timeless because its fundamental message of kindness will always, change, be, will always be needed. Yeah, it will always be needed. Mm. Yeah, not that it won't change, I think. No, I mean, the, yeah, that, that message will always be needed. around. La. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the world is an unkind world and people sometimes need reminders about you know why you should treat people better. Uh, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Mm. Uh, very good last season, uh, a yeah. very good show in, in totality. Yep. So what are your... your, your, your Rating for the entire series, like for Bojack, for example, and for The Good Place. What would be your ratings for the entire oh, series? Oh, um, I think Bojack in total will be a 10. Mm. Uh, Good Place will be an 8.5. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 10 and 8.5 yep. also. Yep. Yep. It uh, averages out now. Indeed. It indeed. always averages out. Uh, next up, we'll be talking about the live-action version of Harley Quinn. Uh, it's called... Well, it has two titles now. Uh, it's Firstly, it was called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. A yes. uh, title I really loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, after it didn't do well in the box office... They kind uh, of put Harley Quinn as yeah, the title. They renamed it as Harley Quinn, uh, colon, Bird, mm-hmm. Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, some people couldn't find it. On the when they're trying to yeah, book tickets, yeah. yeah. So they were looking, they were typing Harley Quinn, lah. Right. So they thought it was not out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like, like it, I, it's hard to it's hard to review this without comparing it to the to oh, the animated yes. show. Yeah, I sure. I also think it's a bit unfair. unfair. Yeah, but I mean, the animated show just wrapped up. I mean, last week and 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 we'll be reviewing that next month. Uh, no, no, I mean, we already reviewed it. Oh, we did, right? Yeah, because yeah. it was in, like, last yeah. episode. But, uh, the Harley Quinn Animated Show is back in April, so... Yeah. Fast game. Fast game, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, 
I think me and Hadi discussed that it was a bit of a, a, a kind of a sanitized and diluted version of the animated, of the animated series. series yeah. Uh, but because the animated series is so wild, right? The the watered down version of it is still pretty fun. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. and and that's kind of one bus what Birds of Prey is lah. Yeah. If you've seen the Harley Quinn animated series, this is a watered down version of it, but still good. It you is. know, it's it's still really fun, and it, it's it's uh an unabashedly hyper stylized, mm-hmm. super violent, mm-hmm. foul mouthed, uh, eccentric, you know, bonkers bananas crime comedy. Um, and it's filled with you know the the usual stuff that you get from the animated show the Deadpool esque meta humor. You have a uh, great action choreographed by uh, Chad Stahelski who directed John Wick. A great villain, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, who actually exuded danger. Yeah, uh, and and a kind of a dash of like Tarantino structural quirks with uh, meta time. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, somebody telling a story uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh, disjointed. In yeah, that Sonic way. had that also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's. <laughs> sort of a sequel to Suicide Squad but not really it's it set, in the af- of, yeah. set in the aftermath of Suicide yeah, Squad yeah, and Harley's yeah. breakup with Joker uh, Margot Robbie sort of uh, leads this new badass new girl gang made out of Huntress Black Canary Renee Montoya in a conflict with uh, as you mentioned uh, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask mm. and uh, Victor Zazz mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I really enjoyed the, the thing I enjoyed most was the kind of the chemistry of the cast yeah, yeah. me too uh, and, and I like the style and the fourth wall breaking and, and how the the style of the story really made sense because if Harley Quinn was telling a story, she'd tell it this messily, this way, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. What, what do you What do you guys think? Uh, Victor Zas is like creepy as fuck. Mm. He's so creepy. I like that they didn't throw throw the Vagi relationship he obviously had with Black Mask in yeah. your face, you know. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. like, oh, they're obviously a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you don't need to say it, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's so creepy, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like I love how. Uh, because the first time I seen this actor was like back in like newsroom, you know, when he was mm-hmm. like a like a TV exec, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so this was such a the first time I seen him in such a role where he was just playing a maniacal, crazy gay man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, he act, uh, but apart from him, uh, Margot Robbie puts on. A great performance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, only good part Of Suicide Squad Obviously uh, Was her <laughs> yeah. You know And I felt that A lot of the mistakes That they, they did In Suicide Squad Wasn't done here Like The team up Was very organic It felt very organic In the end mm-hmm. Like it was a, Okay we have to team up now There's no choice You know Yeah. Uh, On the downside though it wasn't a Birds of Prey movie until the last 10 uh, until minutes. Until the last 10 minutes, yeah. yeah. It was a Harley Quinn movie. Throughout. Hence the title change made sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't too pissed when they, they changed the title. Yeah. Um, the the surprise for me was the the the, the, the tiny Asian girl. What's her name? The, the Cassandra pickpocket. Kane. Cassandra Kane, yes. Future bad girl. Future bad girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have some thoughts about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go there. So she's cool. You know, with her, uh, her little... With her, her cast. cast, you know, and her pickpocketing skills and all that stuff. And she pocketed, she pickpocketed Victor's ass. <laughs> like, without any thought and consequence, she just did it. Um, but yeah, and I felt that uh, a lot of people have, have problems when it comes to an all-girl, uh, clearly, you know, trying to push forward this uh, female-centric uh, narr- narrative. I thought they did it relatively well, uh. It wasn't in your face. You felt, you know, you felt, wow, these girls deserve this, you know, like, their moment, like, to shine and all that stuff. It, it just felt organic and not forced. Mm. There was no, like, propaganda agenda that is, 
secretly trying to influence you that kind of thing the movie just was good because it was well written well acted and you had very good action scenes mm. yeah which I expected from a Harley Quinn movie yeah. and they didn't make any of the stupid mistakes that they did in Suicide Squad mm. Mm. Yeah. the mistake was the movie um, <laughs> what, about, what about you guys <laughs> the mistake was the movie oh, let's take a moment to re- revel so in that good. I mean, the whole movie was a disaster. Uh. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. Uh. Except Ali Quinn. Yeah. yeah. The worst part was the... um, What was the witch character? Clara Delevingne's one? Um, the Enchantress? The, the, the Enchantress. Oh my was, god. Yeah. No, no. And the dancing? That's literally the worst. Yeah. The worst. The, yeah, the hip directions that... Um, and the blue... The, apocalypse. the blue light into the sky. Yeah. You know, a lot of people make fun of Martha and all that, you know. But like, truly, Suicide Squad was the was worst. Was the worst. Uh, yeah. 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 BVS has nothing compared to Suicide Squad's sure. ridiculousness. If Suicide Squad came out first, right? You know, BVS would be hailed as like a masterpiece. Right? Exactly. You know, like, oh, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting off topic anyway. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, props to Margot Robbie for believing in the Harley Quinn character enough to want to produce the movie. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, it was sorely needed and um, I, I totally understand what you guys, um, what Hitch you were saying about, like, comparing it to the animated series, right? Like, going... It had the in, same premise, ma. You know, yeah. break up with Joker and then how you recover from Yes. That. And, well, uh, different endings. Well, as far as we know, like, because we have season two coming out for the mm. animated series. I did understand that you get to do a lot more in a series than you can do in the one and a half hours Correct. that they, they yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. Course, yeah. I did enjoy the fact that she does go back to Joker. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and that really kind of like sets the tone uh, very differently, right? You, because this would have been um, Amani Joker, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The damaged one. Yeah. <laughs> Amani Joker. <laughs> Amani Joker. Oh goodness! Uh, yeah. So props to that. I think like she had a fantastic performance. There are these moments of kind of, for lack of a better term, quiet in which like her acting really shows through in such a manic sort of character. Yeah. And that like switching between all of that and being able to do to <laughs> to just like drop these like psychological like quips because she is a doctor because yeah. she is after all a doctor, right? Uh, was kind of brilliant. Uh, I love the way that it was portrayed. I love the, um. The, the realness of it, right? Like, in very, very simple things, I think a lot of the time for superhero characters, especially when it comes to women, you know, the hypersexualization and all of that, this movie was not afraid to be messy and sweaty yeah. and and just, like, all of that struggle that would come from doing the kind of, like, physical work that you have I'm to do. I'm so happy that Black Canary... Okay, no, spoiler, sorry. Yeah. 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 Right, so... I uh, know what I mean. Yeah, and the way that they kind of like support each other in very kind of practical ways, I I, I, I just No found... choice, they had to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, which I completely love. I think um, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask is probably the most nuanced version of Black, Black Mask, Mask I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mask has always been kind of like a two-bit villain that you bring up when gangster, everybody else been, is in Arkham. Very generic, you know. Very generic, yeah. hides behind his mask and just growls all the time. Correct. Uh, this is the first time like he seems kind of more human and you kind of understand why he's I mean, so he only up. wears the mask in the last part exactly yeah. exactly Sorry, you know, um, but you know it, it, it was really really good um, I do I mean Cassandra Cain is one of my favourite kind of DC characters mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it has to do with a very very broken background uh, despite the fact that the character has been retconned a number of times, it's always been a very dark thing. So it's very interesting to see a new face um, come in to play a very different uh, version. version of that. Mm. Uh, and I'm curious to see if she continues with that. I think it'll be quite quite fun. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think in the end, it, it's quite this uh, 
Technicolor Joyride You know with, yeah. with like glitter bombs And badass sequences And roller skates And hyenas and So cool And, and fun for what it is la. It is yeah. Um, On the downside I think it's a bit Front-loaded uh, mm. As in more entertaining At the beginning Than yeah. the end yeah. um, And its structure While playful and creative Also leads to Kind of weird pacing decisions um, I also didn't like That they kind of nerfed Harley a bit She used uh, Non-lethal rounds on cops Just for the sake of aesthetic. Getting getting the audience Aesthetics And getting the mm. audience To make her to, to like her You yeah. can't kill cops I know, You kill I know. cops You become unlikable Which yeah. is uh, not a problem In the animated show Which you know yeah. She kills innocent people All the time And we still like her because She doesn't kill cops In the, the, the animated show too do you remember? Hmm. Oh, King Shark did. Uh, yeah, King what, Shark like, did. He bit off someone's head <laughs> yeah. accidentally. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, like, I, I would have liked her to still be a villain villain. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyways. Kind but of because like, I think they're pushing her towards this anti-hero kind of sure. lane. Well, uh, to be know? fair, in the comics right now, that's where she that is. Where she is yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you want to kind of bring that into alignment, as with both Marvel and DC are trying to do, and, and line all their universes, uh, I guess it makes sense. Because in the terms of, like, evilness... She's way tamer than like the Joker, mm. and you know mm. other DC villains. Uh. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, she's always so it's quite easy to like switch line. her towards anti-hero. Then you know, I mean, in the history of the character, also she does that a lot. Mm. Like she has these moments where, I mean, obviously when she's with Joker, she she's homicidal la, like mm-hmm. all the time. But any other instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really depends on who is with who her. is with her. La. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and 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 again, uh, like I don't know. I I would rate this. A 7 out of 10 Yeah seven. Um, I, I don't know whether I would have rated this higher If Harley Quinn The show didn't come out Ooh. Because I'm just I, I just can't divorce myself from it like, I it, also it, cannot It, it yeah. at the same time yeah, It has yeah, the same yeah, premise yeah. You know yeah. uh, And it, it did feel like A sanitized version of the show It, it, it has the, the violence is toned down Compared mm, to the show yeah. It, it kind of lacks the itch Because uh, uh, this was not R right? This was an R rating this Which they didn't fully oh, utilize wow, okay uh, and it also didn't have kind of the sense of Gonzo creativity that like uh, Doom Patrol has, for example, mm-hmm. another show on DC Universe, yeah. uh, or Legends of Tomorrow or something like that. It could really have got, gotten wilder yeah. uh, and, and funnier also. So um, some missed opportunities there, but overall, I, th- I really had fun with it. Yeah, 7 out of 10. For a show, 1 hour, 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, a 7 out of 10. Yeah, Solid. same here. Yeah. I mean. Recommend. Nice. Uh, next up, before we talk about uh, his daddy, uh, we'll talk about Joe Hill. Yeah. Uh, fans of Lock and Key, the, the horror fantasy comic by Joe Hill and uh, Gabriel Rodriguez, uh, spent the entirety of the 2010s waiting for an on-screen adaptation that never materialized. Mm. So before we talk about the show, I, I, I've been following kind of the development of hell of Lock and Key for a long time, so mm. I kind of just want to break down how difficult it was to bring it to the screen. <laughs> like, it's a crazy story. Fox, back in 2011, tried to make a pilot and they did make a pilot, but they passed on it. Mm. Pilot was fully shot. They passed on it. Then Universal uh, bought it mm-hmm. and proposed a film trilogy announced in 2014. They entered Whoa. pre-production. They cast it. And then for some reason, it never happened. Okay. They dropped it. And then last year, Hulu bought it. Hulu uh, filmed two episodes of it. And then put the plug on their version of the series, even though the writers had already banged out all the scripts. All the scripts. Yeah. So why did they pull out? Do you know? Uh, they just didn't like it. Oh. They, 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 after they've watched the first two episodes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, this is you know whatever." Not our thing. Not our thing. We're just gonna pass on it. And then net. Uh, and then Netflix bought it, and that's the version that we're getting now. So mm. it's kind of a crazy history, you know, if you think about the yeah, ten years a, of how yeah. many different studios have tried to make movies and TV shows out of it. Are uh, one of the greatest horror comics of all time. And, and finally, after 10 years of waiting, fans get this, this, <sighs> this live-action adaptation on, on Netflix. La. So, um, 
Still, yeah. still not worth it, lah. Yeah, still not worth it. Yeah. Uh, Netflix. Do you finish the entire thing? Uh, I went up to episode four point five, uh, four and a half episodes. Me and Isaac just I think two. One and a half. Ah, uh, one and a half. Okay, lah. Yeah. Two. Uh. Yeah. Round uh, up two. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I think based on what I've seen, uh, I was a big fan of the book. Uh-huh. I think as a lot of people are, and I'm just gonna put it aside and judge the series on its own merit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and on that front, like not impressive at all. Um, it plays like a karaoke version of Netflix's greatest hits. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, a brilliant way of saying it. Lock and Key aspires at various points to be a haunted house story, like the Haunted of Hill House. Yep. Uh, a story of a group of adolescent outcasts, like Stranger Things, discovering superpowers. Uh, like Stranger Things, a more straightforward theme drama with love triangles, like Riverdale, like uh, too many influences to, to, <laughs> to list here. Uh, and, and a, a mystery series with an elaborate. Puzzle box mythology also too many influences to this. Um, right, like it feels like it doesn't have its thing, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it feels so disjointed at times. The weirdness of the characters at times. It all feels so familiar, and and, and just don't get me wrong. It's a perfectly fine, yeah, it's yeah. fine dark fantasy, but there's nothing special about this. It, it, it lacks focus, and the pacing is sloppy. And Iceman was weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't, brother, know, I don't know the actor's name lah, so I just called him Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> I think the reason all of us fell off, despite me trying to get through it, it, it struggles to establish stakes and, and emotional investment in the characters. Uh-huh. And, and it's too often stuck in a realm where their drama, love triangles, and hockey practices, and amateur filmmaking is likely to bore young viewers. And it's feel, like, I don't care. And feel quaint to anybody who's older, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's fine entertainment, but a pale, a pale shadow of an exceptional comic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, based on, like, how would you rate the first, epi- or the first two episodes that you've seen? Like three, okay. I mean, it had a, it was it was uh, okay written. It was okay acted. It was and it's an okay story. Mm-hmm. You know, cool keys, opening stuff, and all that stuff. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't give a shit about like the lady in the well la and like her story la. I really couldn't sh- give a. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. What about you, Isa? Yeah, that's oh, why it's just like. To, to use to use kind of the imagery in the show it's like you get a box and you're given a key and when you open a box right it feels really heavy but there's nothing inside of it like you open and then oh that's it yeah <laughs> like literally the, it is so much but nothing at all at the same time yeah. and that really really bothered me correct yeah same, um, same, it's same. a 4 out of 10 for me la. Yeah, it's, it's, it it's almost a pass but I, th- I think some people would enjoy it maybe yeah. like some people who don't watch you know. I feel it's easy viewing for a lot of people like Correct, you yeah. just put it on and just do things yeah yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a very I do my laundry I, yeah. I, I iron my clothes kind of thing yeah yeah so uh, it's Fall okay. yeah that makes sense yeah uh, I, I saw it was a tree also it's a tree yeah it's a tree yeah. okay yeah uh, next up, we'll we'll jump into quick hits, which is a round robin, very quick lightning round where I talk about all the stuff that me and my co-hosts have not seen. Although some of them have actually seen a couple of these yeah, things. Yeah, only one, only though. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Aisa has seen Kipo mm-hmm. and Hardy has seen Avenue uh, 5. Avenue 5, yeah. Okay, uh, so let, let, let's begin to with uh, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Yes. Uh, What's this about? If you're looking for a great... All ages cartoon. Uh, please check out Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts on oh, Netflix. Te- technically, it's M eighteen. Technically, la. yeah. Oh wait, it's M eighteen. It's M eighteen on Netflix. Oh, it's only M eighteen because of a lesbian relationship, yeah. and I don't oh subscribe to that. Oh my god, yeah. is that because of Singapore? No, so no, there, no, no, there no. is there's a few like revelations of like LGBT stuff. That's all. Yeah, yeah that's all. Yeah, same reason. Okay, like Hulu, um, Disney Plus, uh, they own Love Simon, which yeah, is owned by yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah, Simon yeah. is now a TV show. Yeah. Uh, it's still a teen drama with no with no violence, with no nope. curse words, nope. no f bombs or anything. Nope. But 
Disney Plus pushed it to Hulu because it considers it mature content because, because it's about the gay couple. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much, <laughs> okay, 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 much okay. in the same way, like yeah, Netflix yeah. So has people... rated this M18 not because of anything, but yeah. because it's lesbianism. In yes, that, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not fair. Uh, mm. but to me, it's an all ages cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it and it feels like a cross between like this uh there's this invadersim art style kind yeah. of vibe oh, nice. and, yeah. and uh and a Miyazaki fantasy kind of vibe also. So which yeah. studio is this? Uh, DreamWorks. Yes. Oh, if okay. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and the vibrant animation just oozes with color and style. It boasts a charming group of kid heroes that I actually like. I traditionally don't like kid heroes, and an absolutely phenomenal soundtrack by the same guy who did the Into the Spider Verse soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's set in a future where humans live in underground cities, uh, and animals have gained sentience, grown in size, and taken over the surface. Uh, we follow a lost girl from the underground who falls in love with this wondrous surface world of uh, you know kaiju bunnies and talking frogs <laughs> and and mutated animals lah. Yeah. Uh, along the way, she makes friends with various mutants and and surface humans uh, that she encounters, and she becomes the target of several group of animals as well lah. So basically, the story is about a group of humans and their animal friends on the run from even bigger things that want to eat them or use them for something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't emphasize enough how cool the music is. It's very cool it's and very good. It's very very good it's and very good. Uh, and the the various animal societies are really fascinating mm. and all funny. Mm. Uh, a, a, a definite must watch, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, sure. What about you, Isa? What do you think? Uh, I think Kipo for me had the same kind of wonder that Hilda had, mm. but in a much more grown up way. Yeah. Right. Uh, I had a ridiculous amount of fun. With just discovering the world together with Kipo, and quite frankly, the absurd animal groups that she comes across, yeah, right? Yeah. Like your mod frogs, for example, yeah. is hilarious. Uh, your fitness raccoons, yeah. You know your humming bombers and all that. Like every single group of the animals or packs, as they call them, had something that was unique and bizarre and absurd about them mm. that really kind of played out in unexpected ways. Yeah. Uh, that I found incredibly enjoyable. Um, to see a, um. Uh, a take on a post-apocalyptic world that was that strange and that fun oh. uh, while maintaining a sense of danger. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I really, really enjoyed Kipo. Yeah. Okay. So, that is... Okay. It's a post-apocalyptic world. Sure, it's yeah. Post-apocalyptic like, world. As you mentioned, yeah. like, oh, humans, live, human, okay. humans live underground. Yeah. The surface has been cool. taken over by animals. Does it, does it not constitute post-apocalyptic cool, cool, cool. for you? Yeah. Depends. <laughs> oh, depends. Exactly, right? Yeah. Because, like, for this girl, the yeah. surface doesn't seem post-apocalyptic. Exactly. It looks fun and vibrant and colourful and yeah. she gets to meet new things. So, you know, post-apocalypse doesn't need to be Mad Max. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Depends on your perspective. Uh, yeah. Because, because yeah. 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 True, true, true. I mean like it does deal with some very, very heavy subject matter. Yeah. Um, you know, going anything from, you know, a lesbian couple to teen love to like mm. facing rejection and, and having parents or not having parents and the you know, nature versus nurture and so many of these things are just crammed into like these eight episodes. Yeah. Right? Uh and all dealt with in, in very Mature and and concise ways that mm. um, that surprised me. Kind of yeah. a kind of a weird millennial Aesop's fables. Yes, thing vibe, right. Yes, oh, extremely. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. really does have that feel to it. Yeah, yeah Aesop's fables. Right, I'll the catch right it thing. then. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a very short watch. I think it's only eight to ten episodes. I, uh, I half an hour. Can't mm. quite remember. Yeah, twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Each. It's yeah, very so very quick. It's between three to five hours of Ma, watch. Short. It's okay, very okay. very easy to watch. Yeah. Uh, next one I want to talk about is a movie that just came out this week. It's uh-huh. called Color Out of Space. Oh yeah, how did this go? It is uh, based on a HP Lovecraft book mm-hmm. called The Color Out of Space. Uh, it is this gorgeous and grotesque 
cosmic horror movie accentuated by yet another batshit Gonzo Nicolas Cage performance. <laughs> uh, truly, Nicolas Cage descending into madness gets yes. me every time and it's just the perfect match for HP Lovecraft, weirdly enough. I think the only reason nobody has ever adapted Lovecraft is because Nicolas Cage hasn't gotten on it yet. Because Nicolas Cage hadn't descended into that level yeah, of madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, now he's in relay. Oh, so he's found his niche. Eh? He's found his niche, you know. Huh. And, and this whole movie is just so brain-meltingly weird and so visually beautiful and, and I really liked it. Okay, so here's the premise. Yeah. If you have not read the book. La. Heaven. Uh, a meteorite lands in the front yard of, the, of their remote farm. Uh, so Nicolas Cage plays a guy called Nathan Gardner. So this is the Gardner farmer. Uh, him and his family find themselves battling a strange color. It's a it's an alien color from uh, from outer space, presented as trippy lights, and it infects their minds and bodies, and it transforms everything it touches into horrifying mutants. Um, and it's like this trippy psychedelic nightmare, driven by this thick mood of paranoia and vivid visual flourish. Think um, Mandy meets Annihilation. Okay. Uh, there's a, a combo of them, and just drenched in purple pink lights. Uh, and, and the body horror here uh, is vomit-inducing. Like, really, do not eat while you're watching this. It's mm. just quite terrifying. And I don't get affected by body horror, but some of the stuff here is just really fucking gross. Like. It's I mean, watch that, gross, that, like. that uh, what? Um, Suspiria, right? Suspiria, yeah. Right. They had really good body horror. Sh- yeah, la, but that's kind but of art house body horror. Art house body horror. La. This, this <laughs> you're telling me this is like, like uh, straight. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. Because this is... Yes, it has art house elements in terms of the lighting and design uh-huh, and uh-huh, stuff like uh-huh. that. But mostly the feel of it, down to the dialogue, yeah. the super cheesy dialogue and the body horror, it's all 80s like B movies, movies la, la. from the 80s that really wanted you to scream, you know. And yeah. it did. La. Yeah, 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 exactly. La. So um, the B movie stuff works well because at first I thought it was just badly written. Like, the dialogue is weird, it's really awkward and clunky and, and kind, of, kind of hilarious and cheesy at points. But then, like, I after a while, it brought me back to the 80s movies that I've seen. So and it dawned on you. La. I think it was intentional that they wanted to, to make me feel like it was something that I was watching back in the 80s. Okay, okay. And, and it made me... It, the barriers I built up as an adult are no longer there. Like I'm, again, I'm a child I'm watching a, a B movie. Yeah, like, like, oh like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening to them? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, the sound design also really it, it's it's uh, scored by um, Colin Stetson who mm-hmm. is an experimental uh, saxophonist he recent, most recently did Hereditary uh, really good stuff I love that he's an experimental saxophonist I love that yeah I mean he doesn't play like regular jazz yeah, yeah, yeah no 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 yeah. that's so cool and, and, and truly you haven't lived until you hear Nicolas Cage do a Donald Trump impression while ranting about uh, milking his alpacas uh, so he has a rent what? Because now Nicholas several, is, several. Oh, lovely. So he he okay. he recently bought some alpacas uh to milk for some reason. Yeah, uh, it's know. never explained. This was before anything weird yeah. happens. You know. I mean, that's why you buy alpacas, what to milk what. So then someone asked him like, why do you buy alpacas? Totally normal. Yeah, yeah. In you're you're living in rural <laughs> America. Why why do you have alpacas to milk? You know. And then like he just goes on this like epic rant and he does this Donald Trump impression while ranting about alpacas and how important they are. Ah, uh, I really want to watch this. This is now. like before anything weird. <laughs> So this was before the aliens came. And can you imagine when the aliens infected his mind? How much like weirder it gets. Like, they're like okay, you know what? We'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just stop. It's like when the aliens like infected him, right? Like I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> you still the same Nicholas. We're just like oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it's just just Nicholas Cage doing Nicholas Cage uh, things. Uh. Okay. Uh, it's the perfect mi- mix of art house and like midnight movie pop. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. it's a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, movie. that's beautiful. Uh, do you prefer it to Mandy or do you think Mandy I prefer Mandy. You prefer Mandy? Yeah, okay. yeah. It doesn't have a, this doesn't have a chainsaw fight. Oh, and also I didn't like the ending. 
Ah, okay. Yeah. But still a 7.5. But great journey lah. Yeah, okay, great, end, great, yeah. great, great. Uh, Doctor Who is ending its uh, 12th season this with week. With the new Doctor. With the new Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Chinball actually uh, took over the show from Stephen Moffat. Uh, we recently yeah. reviewed yeah. his Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spends most of Series 11 taking the classic British sci-fi show in a new direction. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of led by this effortless charm of uh, Judy Whittaker. Judy Whittaker. Mm. Yeah. And as fun as those standalone episodes were... This season returns the show to more traditional roots. More traditional roots, yeah. It, like season eleven did a lot trying to distance itself from from Doctor Who history. Yeah, yeah. you know, like we want to forge our own path yeah. and all yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. And it rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. It did. It did lah. I mean, yeah. they they were good episodes. It's just like you know, this doesn't feel like Doctor Who. Yeah. Where's the Doctor Who stuff? I and mean, when you're a fan who has watched the show for twenty plus years, yeah, right? and the show has been around for like fifty plus years, you ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you expect certain things lah. Yeah. Um. So this one actually leans heavily into its fifty-seven year history, and it has some deep cuts from everywhere nice. from the original stuff and all of like that. Like Picard. You know? Uh, Picard's deep cuts are only for people <laughs> who really like watched every single stuff. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh. But at the same time, also, it still tries to create its own ground make groundbreaking moments of canon. Okay. Like. So I know a lot of fans have complained. Uh. But I feel that this one connects more to its history, lah. Uh huh. And this season kind of fixes all that. It's still new, but it still references the old. You know? This is the first season of Jodie Whittaker, right? No, second. Second, second. Really. So the first season ah. tried to forge his own path identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, the yeah. first season, if they wanted to forge their own identity, that would be the time to do it, lah. Yeah, la, yeah. And then and then now you can connect back to previous all previous canon, ep- la. canon, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know you want to establish the new Doctor first, right? Correct. Before yeah. you start tying in. Just everything. so that you can tell that this Doctor is different from the other Doctors, mm-hmm. but and also with the new crew, his yeah, new friends crew, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They, this this is actually a good Doctor Who season, a lot better than season 11 which okay. had like three or four standout episodes. But as overall, a, as a overall was like a brief meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a lot better. All right, a lot better. Um, unfortunately, right, mm. the, the 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 saddest thing about Doctor Who right now is that Doctor Who has been for a long time um not as good as Legends of Tomorrow, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same show. It's yes. essentially the same yeah. show, yeah. And, and the problem is that like Legends of Tomorrow is doing it so much better than the show, mm-hmm. so it's hard not to compare them. It's the same recipe. Uh, so because the Legends of Tomorrow is on air right now, it's a seven out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's still a decent rating. Still a decent rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a soft to high recommend. Soft to high recommend. Yeah. It's a good show, like. It's just not Legends of Tomorrow, la. Which is like an eight to a nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be reviewing Legends of Tomorrow when next season month. five uh, ends. Uh, yeah. Next, next month. Think, next, next month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we'll be talking about a new show on HBO. Uh, it's created by Armando Inia Iannucci. What's it called? Uh, it's called Avenue Five. Oh uh, yeah, wait. I watched this with you. Armando Iannucci is best known for writing comedies like Veep. Mm. And movies like Death to Stalin, mm-hmm. uh, and it's this space tourism comedy set aboard an interplanetary cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a system's malfunction sends the vessel far off course, it is estimated that it will take the ship three years to return to Earth. Well, three and a half. Three and a half years <laughs> to return to Earth. Um, inside, that's an inside joke, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a luxury vacation for about five thousand guests yeah. on a cruise ship and crew. They, it begins to feel more like a prison sentence. It does. Uh, Hugh Laurie, uh, plays Ryan Clark, the smooth and dashing captain of uh, Avenue Five, mm-hmm. revered for his heroism, but is actually just a British actor pretending. To be a captain with an American accent. Yep. Uh, a bit bad. Yeah. The, the autopilot is the ship's on autopilot. Like, the is. captain's just there to make people feel calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ship is owned by Herman Judd, played by Josh Gad, a mm-hmm. spoiled, obviously stupid millionaire. Yeah, kind of person. La. Who needs yeah. his uh, handler Iris, uh, played by Susie Nakamura, to save him and everyone around him from his terrible, terrible ideas. Uh, over the course of the series, we meet other crew members like the nihilistic customer service rep Zach Woods. Uh, Brilliant, Zach Woods. 
I love you. Yeah, uh, yeah. retired engineer Billy, uh, as well as a handful of annoyingly demanding. Billy's a ast- retired astronaut. Retired astronaut. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And uh, you know a lot of like demanding privileged passengers, lah. Yeah, because they are either rich or they mm. got in to rich relatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a recipe for comedy disaster, and kind of mm-hmm. is. Ianucci's strengths are all at play here, including a lot of uh, zippy cross chatter dialogue that yep. we see a lot on Veep. Yep. Some sarcasm and colorful language and satirical situations. Yep. Probably the series's greatest strength, though, is its use of hard sci-fi concepts to create hilarious situations. Yeah. I think the best example of this, and and the, the thing that got me the most, lah, is is when they were venting dead passengers out into space, and because the ship is so big, it has a gravitational pull. Uh, so the dead passengers are just orbiting its ship, and and one when one of the best recurring gags is just the dead bodies of friends and family staring back at them. Out of every like every episode, it's 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 really funny. You know? That 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 part really got yeah, me. Yeah, that got know? me too. Uh, so I mean, what what do you think about this show? For first season, I find that this should I mean for the first few ep- six episodes, I think now. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Still not done yet, right? No. Uh, yeah. Three more too. So, I still feel it's trying to find its legs. Mm. Uh, Hugh Laurie is super charismatic. The guy can do it, lah. I mean, I I I believe in him as a leading man, lah. Yep. Uh, we've seen him in House, you know, and how great and you know, I'm different, very, 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 very starkly different characters mm-hmm. from uh, his character in House. But I, I, I like that there, there are already this dynamic between passenger crew and uh, within the, the 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 passengers themselves with their little politics already going on. Feels very Veep like, mm. you know, um, or Death of Stalin like mm. which I feel are two of his best work la, Veep mm. and uh, Death to Stalin. Death to Stalin. Death to Stalin is a Great comedy. If yeah. you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's a movie, you know, it's not a series. Yeah, yeah it's a movie. Yeah. I mean, just informing all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. Movie. Anyway, um, but then a lot of the the the, the you're so the, the the a lot of the the moments when you're supposed to go uh laughing, right? Mm. It kind of falls mm. a bit flat. Mm-hmm. Some jokes don't land at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the stand-up comedian that they have though, mm-hmm. who is this uh, like uh I think <laughs> like uh. A mid-level stand-up comedian, lah. Mm. You know, not the arena-selling kind of stand-up comedian, comedy club kind of stand-up comedian. A cruise ship comedian. A cruise ship comedian. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> But his non-hilarity is hilarious, lah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's great. Um, and yeah, the hard sci-fi, the 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 use of hard sci-fi to accentuate, uh, he he um uh, humor is is spot on. Um, but I have not. I have not, uh, I have not resonated with the show that I, as much as I would like to, lah. Mm. Just because of the strength of the actors involved in this mm-hmm. show, like Zach Woods and uh, Hugh Laurie and uh, the uh, uh, Mr. W- uh, Wallace from Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. All them. So we've seen all of these guys in in in, in the office, Parks and Rec, um, and all that, lah. And uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Josh Gad, something is off about Josh Gad's character. So I just don't. I mean, he's supposed to be super unlikable, and you you get that lah. Mm. But you know, there's no. I'm. It's still very early. It's only season one, so you know, you there hasn't had that redemption arc thing that mm. will most probably happen in the future lah. Yeah, but this show hasn't resonated with me as much as I would like. Yeah. Uh, like it too lah. 
Yeah. I also feel like the satirical barbs feel blunted because while they are sort of funny, they are incisive. It, yeah. They, I don't really know what he's trying to say. Is this about the tourism industry? Is yeah. it about the space industry? I, yeah, exactly. Nothing quite makes sense with the Is jokes. it about big corporations? Is it so, about... I don't know. It's yeah. very muddled like, in its messaging, which Veep didn't have. Like. No. Uh, the story is also, I think, kind of rather boring, with, filled with kind of broad caricatures that seemingly have little depth, as you're mentioning. At the moment. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, I do realize that comedies often take time. Uh, take time to reach yeah. their full potential uh, even from brilliant creators like Ian Uchi I think Veep arguably didn't come into his own until the second season yeah yeah. Uh, if you think about The Office season 1 same thing Parks and yeah. season 1 same thing, they were yeah. terrible exactly. and, 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 so the show is a struggle to get through yeah. right now it's, yeah. it's kind of struggling uh, but I'm gonna give it a shot I have to say that I'm reviewing it today at mm. this episode because I stopped watching it Oh uh, no I'll watch it for you but if the reviews get better in season 2 I'll come back to mm. it Right now I'm giving it Like a 5 la, A bare pass la. Yes correct Yeah, yeah. So um, I, Until it gets better in the future I can't wholeheartedly recommend it yeah, It's once just it, kind of yeah. okay So correct, it's a correct. 5 out of 10 for me as well I feel that once it finds It's space legs You know then it'll be better la. Correct I yeah. just want to say space legs Space legs uh, So um, Next up another HBO show yeah. uh, We've already talked about uh, Stephen King's son Joe Hill Let's talk about Stephen King Himself uh, the Outsider is a new mini-series based on one of his latest novels Actually, his late, very latest very novel latest, uh, la, yeah. called The Outsider It is a thematically dark story set in a small Midwest town uh, Things kick off when local cop, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn, Ralph, Ralph Anderson is his character mm. Arrests a beloved teacher and a little league coach named uh, Terry Maitland, played by Jason Bateman of yeah. Ozark For the brutal killing of a young boy Okay. Uh, there is overwhelming evidence that Terry did this, but equally overwhelming evidence that he couldn't possibly have done it. Uh, as the investigation unfolds and grows increasingly messy and violent, there are more child murders, more suicides and shootings, and increasing hints that there is something supernatural going on. Uh, something worse than man's inhumanity at work. Uh, so I was wondering when the genre part was going to come in. Stephen King. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so for those who've read the book, uh, I which I have, uh, yeah. you know that this is one of King's worst novels ever. Okay, I was just going to ask. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, unfortunately for this show, right, it's worse than... <laughs> Wait, what? It's overlong. But it's it's Ben Melders. It's overlong. It's convoluted. It's poorly paced and poorly shot. Oh, like no. like uh, Bateman's other series, Ozark. Right. It often conflates thematic darkness with literal darkness in this very dimly lit series. Uh, sequences frequently play out in conditions close to pitch blackness, making many story beats difficult to follow because I just can't see what the fuck's going on. Uh, it is it is Ozark meets uh, the Battle of Winterfell. Um, there, oh, I'm just gonna say that there's an attempted jump scare in the barn, for instance, at the on in the show. But you couldn't see anything. I couldn't see it. So <laughs> you weren't scared. So I was like, I, I could tell from the music like, that oh something just popped up, but, but I, I, no, I, I didn't know what it was. Is that la. bad? La? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it's it's yeah just one of the many moments where the non-existent visibility really affected uh, my appreciation from the show. I'm all in for small for slow burns la. Mm. So burning shows frequently like Better Call Saul are very good, but investment has to be earned with intrigue and character work, and the outsider earns none of my time. Because the beginning, you know, when you said that oh it's like a, this guy could have done it, but then he could have not done it or not. Yeah, that's a very interesting premise. Really. Of like, the of the uh, what seven hundred shows I know, that have done that, but I'm just saying you you can have done it well la. Yeah, you could have la. Yeah. You could have la. I, I mean, better call Saul is a lawyer show. Yeah, like the seven hundred lawyer shows that came before. But, exactly, you, know, it's execution, you can have done right? it well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, because a lot of the characters are intentionally ciphers. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are no details to them. 
because you know you want to keep like oh the twist like I don't, uh, I don't uh, okay, you know, okay, but okay, if okay, I don't okay. know them why do I care exactly. about them you know okay. and, and none of the detail the details continue to mount and and, and the tension continues to mount and it wants to be true detective so bad uh but even the true detectives worst seasons are better than this mm. uh the story is fine the acting is quite excellent actually um especially from recent oscar nominee uh, Cynthia Erivo uh but with so little in the way of character or freshness or tone um it it simply exhausts an interested viewer uh i was intrigued after a while but i gave up after episode 5 okay. so this is a 3 out of 10 for me oh wow Yeah. All right. No recommend. No recommend. Uh, next up, I'll be talking about a six-part <laughs> Norwegian Netflix series. Uh, smet, uh, set in the small town of uh Edda, and it's a it's a unique combination of Norse mythology and teen drama. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Ragnarok. All right. This so the a, Norse gods are played by teenagers. Uh, ish. Um, think American gods meets Riverdale, and and oh, you, no. you kind of get the gist of it. Um, I don't like it already. I know. <laughs> The, When you said that line, I don't know. I can't really. Uh, but but see, American got season two. <laughs> oh, oh no! Even worse. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, It's even worse. The the central crux is the town they live in is yeah. ex- experiencing warm winters and violent downpours, which are signs that another Ragnarok is forthcoming. Oh no! The snake is coming. Uh, and these kids who are apparently reincarnated Norse gods have to intervene. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure actually because I never finished it. Uh, <laughs> Motherfucker. The premise is sort of intriguing. The execution is clumsy. We are settled uh, yeah. with boring love triangles and half big mysteries and uh, the no. most cliche teen drama writing you can imagine. Uh, yeah, I give up after three episodes. Uh, so I'm not quite sure whether they are reincarnated, reincarnated mm. Norse gods. But oh, right. I think they are. Uh, the premise though, that sounds quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you should definitely give this a miss. It's a two out of ten. Oh damn, son. Uh, a couple of last ones before I. I actually, my very last one. Uh, which is worse than The Outsider. Oh man, cannot be. And worse than Ragnarok. What is it? It is a new movie called Fantasy Island. Uh, <laughs> it is a Blumhouse, uh, Blumhouse's so, new, new reboot of Fantasy okay. Island. It's based on the 1970s yes, uh, series. Yeah. Uh, the story revolves around the enigmatic Mr. Roark, a man who makes uh, the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. Mm. Uh, but when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the, ge- the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Um, mm. Fantasy Island, right, is impressive in a sense that it might be the worst movie ever. Mm-hmm. Like, ever made. No. Or at the very least that I have ever seen. But, like, we are, we are talking about bad kind of worst, right? Yeah. We're not the, talking the about, worst, like, bad is good, right? No, I'm talking about the worst movie ever. It's, wow. It, it's, I'm... I'm I've seen I You've watched, seen a lot of I movies I watched a lot now. of bad movies though, But this movie actually Left me in shock In a way that Like I've never Like I've been through a war that, you know, like, I can't I can't believe That like, you just so, watched something that Something that Could be this bad You know Because huh. I, I, I It's you know It's like one of those Like drunks who hit rock bottom And then they continue drinking And then you don't realize There's another It's like what Bojack says like, yeah, there's, another, there's another bottom There's a rocky bottom yeah. And bottom la. And this one I feel like There is no way to go b- Below this la. It it is dumb in ways that range from inane to insulting. It's and and the worst part of it, right? It's not. It's just stupid or the uh-huh. story doesn't make sense. It is just that it grows duller by the minute. Oh, that's bad. It's just truly, truly awful. Fantasy Island is the sea great horror story, right? The worst part of it all is that it's two and a half hours. No, <laughs> that's the worst. Avoid this at all costs. You spent two and a half hours. I know. I walked out after like. 2 hour 15 minutes uh, but, I should, um, but this uh, is like uh, the last part already la. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. wow 2 and a half hours is mad 
Yeah, uh, avoid this at all costs. A minus 10 out of 10. <laughs> minus 10. <laughs> Alright, we have found the bottom. It's <laughs> on, on the reverse skill. Yeah, you can't get worse than... Oh my, no, I kind of want to watch it just because. That's true, that's true. Uh, now that I've seen Fantasy Island, uh, I think the two movies on our upcoming segment, Hardywood, it's it's a lot better. Mm. Uh, but but okay, la, we'll leave Hardywood to the end. La, okay, if you not, want to. It's not super important. It's not that important. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Isis Anime Corner. This is more important. Uh, returning to talk about the new season of anime. Uh, and what are the shows, or returning or new, or mm. otherwise, that that, you, that Isa would recommend to us? What's been happening in the anime world? Uh, what's been happening in the anime world? I have to say, right, for... Uh, Technically, this is still the winter season. Mm. Ah, yeah, it's still the it's the end of winter season. Uh for a winter season, we have quite a few like really good anime. I've got eight new recommendations. All right, let's go. Um, that I'm gonna talk about, and I'm gonna make them as quick as I can. So a lot of these. Uh, no rush, brother. Take your time. You can split this into two kind of like very distinct camps. We've got um four really kind of dark and macabre. Uh, ideas going on in some of the animes that I'm going to be recommending and then we have something a bit more funny a bit more lighthearted. I think will appeal to a different group of people alright so, so for dark and for lighthearted. yes so Let's I'm going to talk about uh, the first anime I'm going to talk about which is, I think might be my favourite this season is called In Slash Spectre um, have you spelled it? In In I with, the, with a forward slash uh, yeah. oh it so it's not the slash is not spelled no no no, 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 no spelled. Okay. uh and what with how the, the and, naming and, of and, animals? No, and the spectre is as as in ghost ghost yes. like yeah yeah, yeah right? got it got it uh so that's the English title of it I can't remember what the Japanese name is uh it's okay but it is fascinating okay. that's um, how they, they like to name enemies nowadays oh my goodness yeah. the all the titles in this uh, my recommendations got, got a forward, marks. Got forward slash yeah yeah the next one weird I'm, exclamation mark okay. <laughs> yeah but just to get into that so basically we follow um we follow this girl who only has one eye and one leg. Oh, no. She walks around on a cane and uh, as the story kind of continues, you discover that when she was really, really young, she was uh, propositioned by um, these uh, spirits uh, mm-hmm. and the yokai, right? To basically become their queen of wisdom, oh, right? Okay. So she becomes an intermediary between the spiritual world and, mm-hmm. uh, and the human world, okay. right? Uh, and she's supposed to be... She's basically a fixer. She's a problem solver, All right. right? But in order to occupy that particular position, she needs to sacrifice one leg and one eye, oh, wow. right? Because that brings her closer to divinity, uh, so to say. Um, later on, she meets this boy uh, who, for some reason, has like some really mysterious powers going on and uh, they're not really sure what it is, but yokai basically are terrified of him. Right. Uh, so the two make this unlikely pair that end up going around trying to help yokai to um, solve their problems and solve a particular mystery and uh, come against like uh, more modern supernatural problems. What is a modern supernatural problem? Like for example, how the internet uh, and rumors on the internet might give oh, birth to monsters stuff. of imagination. Because it's belief, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's belief, and like uh, I think we're pretty familiar with the, those kind of like yeah. systems, right? Uh, so it's a. Well, Psycho did one, right? Ah, uh, yes. An episode about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So uh, it is very very close to that. Very beautifully animated. The soundtrack is really really good. Uh, it's got elements of uh, horror and body horror here and there that I think are great. Uh, but it's just kind of interesting to see everything unfold. The storytelling is pretty inventive All right. uh, yes. as to how everything is going. So that's Inspector and it's the one that I'm enjoying the most right now. Now, on to our, my next recommendation which also has punctuation. This time it's called ID colon invaded. 
ID colon invaded. Yes. Okay, so, cool. so more punctuation. It invaded. It invaded. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, ID or it? No, 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 no. It is both. Oh, okay. At oh, the same time. Double wow. entendre. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so essentially, um, what it is is that it's a, um, it's a near future murder mystery. Near future. Uh, sure. near future murder mystery in which we basically have. The uh, uh the police basically have the ability to go to a uh, a a crime or murder specifically right and to um accumulate these particles of killing intent mm. right uh and using these particles of killing intent you can actually form a it well mm-hmm. for a person to dive into okay so when yeah. the person um the when the person dives into this it well they basically become the brilliant detective right like a Sherlock. Type, mm. type character whereby it's divorced from their actual identity they take on a, a, a entirely new character so uh-huh. they are the brilliant detective and they have to solve the mystery within the it well while an entire team outside the it well watches him and, then and they, supports him ah, on okay, the outside okay, okay, so you've okay. got this kind of weird like um Minority Report issue. Yes, so you've got Minority Report kind of going on here. You've got like this whole strange like Jungian, Freudian kind of like ideas floating around within this well of consciousness. Uh, the fascinating thing is that the only people that can dive into it wells are other serial killers. <gasps> so the, the the guy that they asked to help is a serial killer? La? He's a policeman that became a serial killer. Oh no. Yeah, so he, in order to avenge the death of his wife and daughter... Uh, and I mean, all of this is in the in in the kind of synopsis that they give you. He ends up killing the serial killer that ah, that took their lives, okay, okay. and then um, because of that, he starts to they start using the dive in. The thing is that he starts killing off the serial killers whose wells they die. He dives into okay. by forcing them to commit suicide using what he knows from their well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and it gets far far more complex than that. All right. Um, so extremely well written. Some very interesting ideas. Uh, and the complications um, that he, uh, the story as a whole and the kind of like plot twist that go along mm-hmm. uh, have been quite a ride, I have to say. Like, it always keeps you guessing. Okay. Like, you're never really sure what you're seeing or what you're doing. Uh, yeah, so ID Invaded also uh, high highly recommending. All right, next one. Okay, next one. I'm going to talk about Pet. Uh, and Pet has very similar. Uh, Okay, so Pet is basically about diving into people's subconscious via their dreams. Another is diving. Pet an acronym? No, it's not. P-E-T. It literally is Pet. And, like, and oh, you, dog or cat. Yeah, so I okay. can't really explain why it's called Pet until you watch the thing because it's kind of a, a bit spoiler. of a spoiler. Okay. Um, so the whole idea is that um, there are a group of, um, well, literally, there are a group of kids who are, who are given the ability or the supernatural power in order to be able to access people's dreams. Right and via their dreams access their subconsciousness, okay. right and how they they are employed as crushers, uh, which means that what they do is that they destroy your peaks and then they permanently place you in your valleys, right. So everyone uh, again a very young idea of like peaks and valleys within your subconscious, but you keep your memories in those places. So just think of it as a one. Uh, it's a series that is full of the kind of psychic battles that we had in. Uh, oh no, Legion. Legion, okay. Yeah, like it's full of that, right? So you have a lot of these very abstract landscapes and this whole uh, idea of like the human consciousness being very vulnerable via our dreams for people to manipulate, right? The thing is that all these actors, 
that have these abilities uh, within this story uh, have differing goals, right? Despite the fact that they're working for the same team. Uh, it's hard to kind of like give you any more than that, but the premise is fascinating and the animation is great. All right. Uh, yeah, so essentially like you, you, you know, another invasion of like your subconscious, but just through a totally different method. So that's Pet. Uh, it gets pretty dark. All right. Oh, wow. Very fast. Okay. So uh, it's very, very good. Uh, I'm going to talk a bit about Darwin's Game, which is an extremely popular manga that came about a couple of years ago. Uh, basically, a boy falls in... A high school boy falls into a game. Um, it's an app called Darwin's Game that he downloads on his phone because his, because his friend sends him a link. And yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of like a doggy dog world where people murder each other okay. to gain points and fame and stay alive. Right? Um, it is... I talk about... It's enjoyable... Uh, the main character is a bit annoying at the beginning. Uh, oh. as, uh, it's anime, of, as yeah, expected. Yeah. Uh, it gets better as it goes along, but the mechanics of the game are fascinating. Okay. Right? So, like, every time... Uh, they do take the time to kind of, like, try and figure out and break down the way things are worded and the different mechanics, and, and that appeals to me a great deal. Okay. Uh, all in all, this is a soft recommend. Uh, it's soft called Darwin's Game. Darwin's yeah. Game. Okay. Yeah, but it's extremely popular. Uh, next up is called Doro Hedoro. Uh, and this is a remake, actually, of a... No, it's not a remake. It is an adaptation from an old 80s manga. Manga? Uh, and it is... Um, that was very popular in this time because it was extremely graphic and extremely absurd. Oh. Um, and a lot of gore was involved in that. Uh, the anime is definitely not as gory, um, unfortunately. Okay. But it's still pretty interesting. Uh, the premise is that humans now live in this strange place called The Hole, Right? Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a dimension that's kind of sealed off from from what they understand to be the rest of the world, and within this hole, uh, they coexist with other sort of like supernatural life forms. The problem is, is that the hole is a hunting ground for a group of a group of people called sorcerers who are kind of gifted uh, with the gift of magic, okay. right? And uh, part of the way that you ascend or you become more powerful as a sorcerer is that you have to hunt humans and practice your magic on them. Oh wow! Right, so we basically follow uh, Kaiman, who is a lizard man hybrid, uh, who has lost his memories, and <laughs> the thing is, is that he wants to regain his uh, former form as a, a complete human. Okay. So he's a lizard-headed man, uh, uh, which is a lot of this uh, very popular right now. Lizard-headed man, gun-headed yeah. man, chainsaw-headed man. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I think lizard men are pretty standard, right? Yeah, they're pretty standard. So essentially, like he has a huge vendetta. Uh, uh, he wants a huge vendetta against the sorcerers, and he's trying to find out who made him the way he is and who he used to be before that. Uh, the only way to do that is to put the sorcerer's head in his mouth, his lizard mouth. So not not eat it, just put, not it in a, put it in his mouth, okay. so that his human head that is within the lizard mouth can see who it is. Oh. And see if it's the right guy. But why can't he use his lizard? Yeah, so they are two different personalities. Like, oh, so it's it's absurd. Interesting, right? Interesting. Uh, the kind of magic that people will is uh, insane, turning people into sludge. You've got like a like a sorcerer mafia that's going on, and uh, like a dingy underground. Uh, it is insane. Uh, it is a weird mix of like violence and strange fantasy tropes that are twisted in a very kind of like absurd way mm. I think these are for fans who uh, who like um, 
uh, that kind of strange thing with like uh, Neo Tokyo, for example, oh, yeah. or like uh, Bloodline Battlefield. That's yeah. another one that's also like kind of in line where the, the supernatural kind of cross over into our real world and just get things get really really weird. So that's Doro de Horo. Okay. Uh, very enjoyable and very very violent. Um, so those four are basically the slightly more serious, more dark ones. Um, we're going to go into something a bit more interesting. Uh, next one I'm going to talk about is Drifting Dragons. Okay. Uh, basically... Is it like Tokyo Drift but with dragons? Oh, yes. I, I wish <laughs> I wish it was about that. Uh, so Drifting Dragons is basically about drinking. Then I'll is, be um, drinking. Drinking, which is the which is the occupation of hunting dragons. Oh, okay. Uh, and you hunt dragons in giant airships. Ah, makes sense. Right. Okay. Uh, in this particular world, dragons exist as uh, wildlife, and they're these huge creatures. Oh, that like wheeling. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll get I'll get onto that for a bit. Um, the uh, the whole wheeling kind of analogous disturbed me in the beginning. Okay. Uh, I have to say because it really does feel like that. You have the harpooning. You have yeah. like uh, you have like um, harvesting uh, oil from from the dragons and things like that. Mm. Uh, you follow this ragtag crew who have kind of been doing it for a while and they're not really the best at what they do you know and you kind of see the camaraderie there uh, and uh, largely the story is told through the eyes of a of a of a novice girl who joins the drinking crew uh, and the kind of hero character is a draker who is kind of like a savant he can smell dragons in the air and his goal is to kind of like eat everything eat meat from every dragon that, that's possible. Species. La, yeah. yeah, every species that's possible. Yeah. Um, so it's this kind of weird mix between like an explorer slash sailor uh, vibe that's going on. But at the same time, there's a lot of like gourmet okay. shots of like dragon cuisine, which I find oh, fascinating. Wow. Um, and they kind of like delve into that. The world building is great. The animation is really, really good. But it is, it's one of those like cel-shading... Uh, type things that Netflix is super fond of right now so I wouldn't be surprised if it gets on Netflix really soon uh, I had mixed feelings about the whole whaling thing but I do think that as the story progresses um, in a kind of like slice of life way um, the individual characters have to grapple with that as well right okay. like why are we hunting these magnificent beautiful creatures uh, the show does offer some justification because when dragons do go rampant they do destroy like entire cities and things mm. like that uh, which whales don't Mm. you know uh, but at the same time like it also was a very hard. Japanese problem yeah. yes exactly yeah. right so I did have some conflict as that uh, uh, as the story kind of went along I do feel they addressed it on personal levels within the characters but I'm not sure if that was enough mm. but overall a very enjoyable anime just for the fantasticalness of, uh, of uh, what they're presenting to us nice yeah so that's Drifting Dragons okay so now we go on to the, like, the truly funny stuff and I've got two okay Right. First and foremost, I'm going to talk about, and this is the full title. I hate being in pain. Okay. So I think I'll make a full defense build. That makes sense. So it's one of those VR, uh, VR it's a MMO. One. Yeah, it's a gaming one. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those VR MMO <sighs> animes that are really really popular right now. Uh, and I think like this one will appeal to a lot of people because it's just straight up silly and just makes fun, makes fun of a lot of like the tropes that tropes we've come to 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 know and love, okay. right? Uh, essentially, we follow Maple, who is a complete and utter noob, trying her first VR MMO for the first time, mm. and because of the of her ignorance or naivety, whichever one you wanna, uh, whichever way you wanna see it, she ends up min maxing her build to the point where she becomes impossible to defeat. 
uh, based upon the fact that she she doesn't like feeling pain because in this wo- uh, virtual world you, you, you can feel pain. Mm. So she okay. um, basically puts all of her stats in defense, defense and so. nothing else. She's a tank. Yeah. And um, through some misadventures and adventures that she grows through, uh, it synergizes and min-maxes. So basically, like, she becomes as powerful of a character as exists in the game. Wow. And then it it's all about her misadventures through the game as she huh. she learns to love um, MMOs? gaming and yeah. MMO and makes friends along the way in a sort of very absurd uh, slapstick kind of... Better than season one of Sword Art Online? Different. So different. Oh, okay. So different. This has nothing of the seriousness or the thematic heaviness of Sword Art Online. It's completely comedy. And oh, it right. is Brilliant. so fun Thank to God. watch. Okay. Right? Okay, and the last one I'm going to talk about today is also a very long title and it's called Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it. And it's uh, basically a slice of life thing where these two... This group of university researchers, mm-hmm. right? They're all scientists. Two of them suspect that they are in love. Uh, but because they don't have the social aptitude to ah, deal with those okay. things, they try to scientifically scientifically quantify, quantify the fact. Through that experiments the, and shit. Yeah, and yeah. it's hilariously funny. All it right. is so, so funny just seeing them go about it. Uh, I have to say that for, for a comedy anime, their scientific process is quite rigorous mm. and I do enjoy the fact that it's quite rigorous because it sets up for more comedic moments as well okay uh, it's another soft recommend for me because I really enjoy it nice, so, nice. Uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, what I have uh, we are midway to the season so we'll probably be doing another anime corner in about two months time yes. when the new season comes about um, but yeah um, within a week or two things will start wrapping up and you can start binging um, all these eight titles as and when you want Awesome. Uh, and uh, for the on-screen stuff, uh, Hardy's going to wrap us up with our new segment, Hardywood. Uh, oh, no. We talk about big budget blockbusters that maybe are not so artful or popular. Uh, but oh, very they, popular, just not artful. But they exist. Uh. They do. And yeah. they're genre adjacent. Uh. Or genre itself. So no, they're genre. super genre. Both of them are. Both of them are super they're, genre, yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 Adjacent. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw was genre adjacent. No, I like, had super soldiers. Uh. If oh, okay. Captain America Winter Soldier... We would review. But that's a comic book movie different. True, true yeah. But still Super Soldiers <laughs> um, Thanks See, I didn't have to justify it <laughs> So uh, first let, let's kick it off with uh, Kristen Stewart's new movie Called Underwater, underwater. Uh, Which is basically Alien Underwater Alien Underwater? Yeah, so uh, what do you think about it? That sucks Okay <laughs> That's easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, I like to watch movies Because certain actresses or actors are inside Hmm uh, the you know so when I when I saw it's a Kristen Stewart vehicle I was like okay I will watch it yeah did you watch Charlie's Angels by the way I did yeah. it wasn't actually, that I actually kind of liked it I, it wasn't as um now having seen bad. this la, yeah. it wasn't as bad as this la. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um underwater though yeah. uh it has some beautiful visuals I yeah. have to say really good work on the VFX. Uh, in terms of like water pressure, mm-hmm. uh, water damage, um, water going into places that you don't want water to go into, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of nice um touches on like hard sci-fi stuff. Not hard sci-fi, rather the signs lah. Mm. You know, in terms of uh water pressure lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how your suits, you know, but things that we have seen like in a movie like Abyss, mm. you know. Uh, so you had like it. It felt like a very big budget. Uh, how, uh, but it was just lacking a lot of the the spirit and soul that you love from Abyss or from Aliens, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. There's something missing here, 
the characters were very tropey, super tropey, and so um underdeveloped. If that, that's the word, yep. Yeah, there was no saving grace for me in this movie, as, because it was so boring by the end of it. Everything was so predictable and so. Yep, that's going to happen. Yep, the monsters are going to wake up. Yep, there's a bigger monster. You know, like every single part of the movie, I I could tell what was just going to happen immediately after that. Yep. Sometimes that works. Mm. You know, because you're 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 staying true to a certain formula and it works, but this movie just felt very bland. Mm. Very like mush, you know, there was nothing really sustaining me throughout this movie. But by the end, I was just exhausted. I just want to go home. And not in a good way. I like when I'm exhausted after a movie, but because, you know, I'm um, because you know I'm holding my breath, or you know I'm mm. like you know cheering it on and all that. I just wanted Christian Stewart to hurry up and end it already, lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this movie for me was not as imp- I w- it, I was impressed maybe by some of the visuals and all. I was not impressed by the monster design. Mm. It was very generic, I would say. Mm. It was a monster with big teeth, and long hands, long arms. There, there was nothing. Yeah, nothing cool about it. And I feel if you want to do a, a movie like this, you, your monster design has to be on point. Mm. I mean, look at Del Toro and all his crazy, innovative monsters, you know. Guillermo, not Benicio. Eh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Gil- <laughs> yeah, you all knew that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, Benicio Del Toro, his, he body, can play his a monster. body is a, is a character design yeah, 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 in yeah. itself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He's a cool monster too. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, so this mon- this this movie didn't have any redeeming qualities that... that yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a 1 out of 10. La. Okay. Don't even watch, la. it's good. La. It's, it's, it's not good for you. Yeah, just yeah. don't watch. Uh, I agree. I mean, for, uh, for a deep sea creature feature, I yeah. guess it's pretty shallow. Uh, <laughs> 1 out of 10 for That was me. good. Uh, next up, we'll talk about Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. But before we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, yes. uh, could you explain a little bit about the controversy? Uh, the controversy. Okay, yeah. so a long time ago in 2019, know, a trailer, forever. yeah, a trailer was released yeah. <laughs> on Sonic the Hedgehog, and there was this huge, massive backlash just because of the character design of Sonic. Uh, it was very weird looking. It just was in this weird. Um, it was just it's ugly, lah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was so ugly. And the backlash was insane because there were petitions, yeah, petitions, many many petitions, and um, and the film the was pushed back six months yeah. so they could redesign, uh, redesign Sonic's look. To the studio the freaking cave, yeah, and redid it, yeah, which is rare. Yep. So okay, and then the new trailer comes out with mm. the new character design. So first of all, can we just give a round of applause to this fucking VFX guys? <laughs> because they had to, they couldn't just replace the asset. They had to redo the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that extension of six months, you know, yeah, I mean, no one was bothered by the extension uh, because it wasn't like a Sonic was such a movie that you're looking forward to it. You know, it's not Avengers Endgame, you know. Yeah. So, when the new trailer came out, there was a lot more positive reviews, definitely, because the character design came on to the traditional game itself. Mm-hmm. You know, with some uh, added definition, like, you know, like his, uh, his um, what do you call those things? Pricks, his hair, mm. you know. Um, so, finally, when I watched this movie, I came into this movie not expecting much. Really, honestly, I just didn't give a shit. Lah. Like, Sonic, lah, whatever. I, I played Sonic when I was young, but it wasn't a very important character uh, video game character for me mm-hmm. you know it was yeah. on the Sega Genesis I played uh, I played through it maybe three to four times you know uh, and for a moment yeah I, 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 I have that nostalgia of Sonic to an extent 
I was at, however I was pleasantly surprised when I came out of the movie mm-hmm. that I had a lot of fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has a very ge- okay. First of all, it's a generic as fuck plot. Okay. Maybe it's a Sonic movie. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not expecting it to be you know an Oscar worthy script lah. You know. I love to see an Oscar worthy song. <laughs> that one, that one might go like Logan, you know. Yeah, but okay. Impressed to the character design, I like yeah. the 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 back and forth between James Marsden and uh, Sonic himself. Uh-huh. The voice acting for Sonic is by one of my my favorite guys, um, uh, John, what John John Paul John the guy from uh, the Office. I know the the Parks and Rec. Um, th- uh, Tony Haverford's friend. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Shit. John Ralphio. John Ralphio. John Ralphio. Yeah, John Ralphio. I can't remember the actor. You got that right. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good John Ralphio. Yeah. So anyway, um, I loved it. Uh, I I I I loved Jim Carrey's over the top uh, performance of Doctor Robotnik. Back to his nineties form. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was perf- It was the perfect character for Jim Carrey to do this kind of. Of crazy lah, mm-hmm. you know, where he's a bit is I mean eccentric as fuck, and you know with really exaggerated movements and all that, which is like Jim Carrey's thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in the nineties, because he went through the whole, he, you know, like spotless mind and Seriously. and number forty two and all that stuff lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, by the end of it, I was like, yeah, okay, I was decently surprised. You know, I was forty uh, two. I can't remember. Is it forty two? Twenty three. Oh. <laughs> 42 is the number of the the yeah, equation yeah. of life, right? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, um, <coughs> yeah. Overall, James Marsden, uh, uh, Jim Carrey, and John Ralphio. Sorry, I cannot remember this name. Um, I, I felt it all worked. Uh, it, it worked to, to an extent. I had a lot of fun. There was... Uh, I didn't need to think so hard about the, the, the plot, about the rings. You know, the rings take you here, take you there. Or the rings the rings are teleporters. They're not just uh, for you to collect points. Yeah, so yeah, so interesting, like interesting, um, interesting innovation there, lah, you know, making the rings into this teleporting, uh, uh, portals, lah. Yeah. Sorry, not teleporting portals, just portals. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, overall, fun, fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I, 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 I will give it a six out of ten. So it's an okay movie, lah. It's uh, okay. I had a lot of fun, but it's, it's very tropey. It was very, um, it, 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 it is a, s- to me, it is a successful video game movie mm-hmm. when you compare it to all the other video game movies out there. Like Assassin's Creed or exactly. Doom or Warcraft. Doom. Warcraft. Continue on. Um, Tomb Raiders. Tomb Raiders. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Mario no, no. Brothers. Mortal Kombat 1 is a different league. It's a, so bad, it's good. Mario Brothers? Now, that is the one because those are Sonic and Mario are kind of the rivals. Yeah. 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 So, yeah wait, leaks. Leaks better than whatever Dennis Hopper was on uh, that, during that period of time. Uh. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Way better. Yeah. So, this movie, 6 out of 10, it is the second best uh, video game movie after Detective Pikachu. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think my only comment is that have you seen a movie called Hop? No. It's about a rabbit. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, if you've seen a movie called Hop, uh-huh. it's, uh, this is Sonic. I- I'm showing them a picture. Yeah, you can see a that. picture of Sonic and Hop. James Marsden. James Marsden, yeah. I'm going to show you a picture of Hop. Okay, It's cool. the same movie. Alright. Yeah. 
So I I just like Hop a lot better than Sonic. Ah, okay. Yeah. I didn't watch Hop, so I didn't know lah. The same movie. That's my only comment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before before we wrap it up, uh, I'm gonna do a quick uh book recommendation. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up. I love the title of this book, by the way. Uh, yeah. It's called um How to Invent Everything: A Survival Guide for the Stranded Time Traveler. Uh, it's written by writer of the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, Ryan North. Ah. Uh, it is. It isn't a story. There isn't, isn't a story it? here. Okay. Uh, it is a manual for time travelers uh, stuck in any time ah. period. So it's like the zombie survival guide, lah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. with this book as your guide, you'll survive and thrive in any period in Earth's history. Uh, Ryan North shows you how to invent all the modern conveniences we take for granted. Uh, from first prin- principles, um, the illustrated manual contains all the science, engineering. Art, philosophy, facts, and figures required for even the most clueless time traveler to build a civilization from the ground up. This has always been my thing. I I I always figured if I go back in time, right, I'm not going to survive just because I don't know how to do a lot of things. So this manual is for you. Yeah. Uh, it is very funny and very irreverent, but it also is very deeply research and purposefully technical. It's so technical that it's funny. Uh, it, what what are some of the inventions? Uh. All the things that you know, lah. Yeah. Everything, lah, like wheels, electricity, uh, uh, electricity, things like that, <laughs> uh, it, uh, It's filled with flow- and how it works. Correct. It's filled with flowcharts and graphs and assembly instructions <laughs> and and just super 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 technical instructions for more complicated devices that are true. That he basically just copy and pasted from encyclopedias, you know. But it's just funny, lah. Yeah, it, because it, 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 the time period, lah, itself, yeah. you know. The the premise is is dry. It's super dry. Uh, but I, that is kind of the comedy because he's writing an encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, however, he's kind of witty and smart enough to make essentially any topic entertaining. Uh, the manual isn't just informative though; it also provides perspective, mm-hmm. and it's a, a it's a far-reaching its far-reaching scope reminds us that humanity is capable of making significant real progress, albeit slowly, because it makes you realize how amazing all these things are. Yeah. Uh, and North's vision of history is one of human ingenuity. I think. Uh, that's kind of the point he's trying to drive home here. Um, it's a hard sci-fi guidebook played for laughs, but it also serves to remind us that we as a people have come quite far. Have come quite far. We have been. We can be better even still. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, progress can be made. Um, Seven point five. Oh, really nice. funny. I yeah. want to read this now. So it's like a Doctor Stone manual. Ish, yeah, Ish, but it, it doesn't have a narrative. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's mean, more like the zombie survival guide. Yeah. You're right. It's yeah. a guide, yeah, 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 which was uh, the prequel to World War Z, right? Yeah. Or sequel to World War Z. It's set in the world of Wawazi. No, yeah. Wawazi is a diary. Right, yeah. But yeah. The survival zombie... guide is just a survival guide. Like I know, that. but it, it came before. It before, before. Right? Yeah, yeah before. Yeah. Before Wawazi. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to wrap it up, uh, the final show will be saying goodbye to uh, oh, is, no. is Arrow. Uh, now that uh, Arrow has ended... After We're talking about his legacy. Th- la. Yeah, it's ended oh. after his eighth season. I thought we could take some time to eulogize the series as a whole. Oh. Uh, we all may have given up on the show at, at various, various points. points yeah. uh, with the exception of the annual crossovers, which we all still watch. Um, mm. There's no denying that when the show was at its best, it gave us uh, some of the best superhero television ever mm. made. Uh, it was an imperfect show with a massive legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. When Arrow first aired in the fall of 2012, Oh man, there were Those few, were the days. There were few who predicted that it would survive one season, nope. and even fewer who expected it to spawn a spin-off called The Flash. Yeah. Now, nearly eight years later, uh, Arrow has redefined the superhero series uh, and become the cornerstone for the largest single shared reality in all of television or film because uh, the Arrowverse 
especially Crisis on Infinite Earth <laughs> has tied together every Arrowverse show w- with every television and cinematic universe ever based on a DC Comics character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty wild uh, that like there's street level Daredevil proto Daredevil show mm-hmm. what Netflix tried to do with Daredevil like Green Arrow did like way before in mm-hmm. season way 1 before. You know? 2012 man yeah and, and, and it was like, an OG OG yeah, yeah. And, and some of the violent shit that Green Arrow did right with on a CW rating yep. right it's implied violence uh, but you, it is. it's yeah. there yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Like it's him, a fucking arrow sticking through your shoulder it's gonna hurt motherfucker he didn't fall he skinned a person alive you know, he, in Russia oh you know. fuck he did that yeah I so um, this uh, Daredevil has that reputation as the gritty show yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. on uh, arrow like fucking killed people for two seasons <laughs> yeah way before you no were regrets. born no regrets yeah. no regrets <laughs> he, he didn't just have. murdered motherfuckers yeah. Yeah. but yeah. obviously that was uh, I couldn't, uh, a formula that couldn't continue la. correct correct yeah <laughs> uh, and the show con- I mean I think the show constantly e- e- uh, evolved itself throughout yeah. the 8 seasons la. yeah uh, for better or worse I-, I watched the finale out of context mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch the last few seasons but uh, it was very nice because he brought in everyone from all the various Arrowverse shows for his funeral uh, and it offered oh yeah spoiler he fucking dies yeah of course, mm. we said this We did the crisis episode. Uh, and the series finale offered us branches into its legacy because it has a proposed spin-off, uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, uh, featuring, you know, uh, Black Canary, White Canary, his daughter, the new Green Arrow, etc. Uh, as well as uh, John Diggle uh, finding a Green Lantern ring. So Aww. I'm assuming that will be... It. John Diggle is going to be Green Lantern. We've always thought uh, that yeah, like, John yeah. was going to be the Green Lantern, so they kind of... That is just solely from the TV series because Diggle is a TV series character. Uh, yes. yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So uh, he is probably going to be the new Green Lantern. Uh, if Why I w- not? I wouldn't be surprised if like five years from now there are like 40 new spin-offs of Arrow because the Arrowverse is just this unstoppable monster. Yeah. This is huge. At this point in time. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what thing is like Arrow's uh, significant contribution to the superhero landscape? Look at it this way. DCEU was struggling during the period of Arrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the CW was just kicking his ass, man. Yeah, the CW yeah. was giving yeah. us the 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 Arrowverse was giving us what we couldn't get from the DCU movies. Mm. Like it didn't do them well, but at least it gave us something, something you know. Yeah, something more than whatever the fuck Aquaman was doing on top of Batman's car. Yeah. <laughs> You have, they had like fucking like two billion dollars to do that and yeah. then we had like oh we have five bucks let's do Crisis or Infinite Earth. Yeah, <laughs> Crisis which is one of those comic events which just blew your mind back in the day with a budget that couldn't even do one, one single scene exactly. you know, in, in BBS or something right yeah. and they did and I mean that is the larger uh, legacy la, you know where you had your crossovers and all that but to have those crossovers means you have to have the spin-offs yeah and the first spin-off The Flash was one of the best things that happened to the Arrowverse. For, sure. like. For, sure. For a while, right? For a while, yeah. Um, then, you know, Legends came. And when Legends came, it wrote off the backs of Arrow and the Flash. Mm. But mostly Arrow because a lot of the characters came from Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Actually, half of them were from, from Flash. Flash so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Captain Cole is from Flash. Flash, yeah. yeah. Firestorm. Firestorm was from Flash. Yeah, Heatwave. Yeah. But Canary is from Arrow. Like, Correct, though. yeah. Atom was from Arrow. Atom was from Arrow. Yeah. So, yeah. so that kind of thing, like, you know, without Arrow you wouldn't have the Flash. You know, without the Flash, you wouldn't have Legends. And without all those three, you wouldn't have all these fucking crossovers. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't have Supergirl. We Supergirl. wouldn't have Flashpoint. We wouldn't have yeah. uh, Crisis on Inf- uh, Infinite Earth, Crisis on Earth, 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 So many to name. Yeah. It became a trope. <laughs> yeah. They became a trope. Yeah, and you know, and it was so, and it was so, le- um, the legacy was so great that even DCEU 
mm-hmm. you know, had to succumb and like join the Arrowverse. Succumb? More like they were trying to struggle. No, they were like, yeah. yeah they, can they, we get a bit of your, like, a, a, bit, a bit of your rub, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. That's why they had to succumb and come to the, the Arrowverse. I know. Previously, everyone was like, when is Grand Casting going to like cameo or what? It's like, motherfucker, you no, come to us. No, he comes to us, yeah. Grand Casting is he so... He hasn't earned <laughs> his Flash status. Flash on TV is so much bigger. Yeah. So much bigger than like Flash on... Like Ezra Miller was... We love cat. Ezra. Fine, he's a yeah. good Flash. He's a what, good Flash. What, whatever lah. Yeah. But he's no, he's no Grand Gustin. He doesn't have his own solo movie yet. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Flash is like a thousand seasons now. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I mean... If it... it, it as much as uh, critically, it's not your Bojack Horseman or the Good Place, right? For when, a while, it was uh, for like three for seasons. A while it was yeah. like really well received. Like after the yeah, there was like three solid, yeah. solid two, seasons. Three, yeah. yeah, and the first two seasons of Flash, you know, were very On well point. received. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So at certain points, it was a critically acclaimed show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it fell off. It fell off, but it's okay. You know, it, it doesn't mean that we hate it or anything like that. Mm. In fact, we we celebrate it for what is done to the superhero TV show landscape. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel that it raised the game for Agents of Shield also. Mm. It oh, raised the game for the Netflix yeah. people also. Yeah. Uh, and and where are those shows now? I mean, okay, la, Agents is it's like half a se- uh, one season. One left, season left. Yeah, la. Um, all the Netflix shows are dead just because you know. Yeah. Disney Plus came about. Yeah, Feige snapped. <laughs> the Feige snapped. They disappeared. <laughs> but yes, so uh, with a heavy heart, I have to say that I'm gonna miss Arrow, mm. even though I've been watching for like two years. It's, it's it's legacy will continue for 20 more But it was always there You know what I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was always like Oh yeah there's Arrow on now Not not that I watch Arrow But yeah, yeah. It was always there Now it's no longer there Yeah Yeah. What were you guys? I don't think watching the pilot episode of Arrow I didn't I, At any point in time Did I ever think it would be this big Yeah At yeah. all Like for it to be Become like the mother of monsters That it, it has mm. become It's really really quite fascinating Yeah uh, I thought I didn't think much of the first couple of episodes that I was watching. Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't think like anything was spawned out of that. I didn't think it was that great. The first season wasn't great. Uh, yeah, the measure, Batman voice. The Batman voice, the yeah. growling thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then his pull-ups. Hmm. That was the famous oh, scene. Selman Adder. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, how, all those things, like, I can't complain because so many great things have come out yeah. from that. And I think, like, it's a bit... It's a bit sad to see it go, but it has served this purpose. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I mean, like, Legends to this day, mm. to me, is still one of the best things that have come out of the Arrowverse. And so, and it, without Arrow, it wouldn't be the same. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be possible. I mean, the the show started out as like this guy for bow and arrow shooting at corrupt politicians. Yep. And then... A list, la- with a list. With a list, yeah. And then eight years later, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened. From that, you know. It's a bit mind-boggling la, that it kind of... It, it's yeah. quite crazy. La. It's quite crazy that it went from there to there. La. And he became the saviour of the universe. Uh, every universe. Every universe. Every universe, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. Ever, oh my god, it's insane. And to do yeah. that without, like, the big tree. Yeah. yeah. Without all the major characters. What is that? Well, Superman like? was there. La. Yeah, Superman was there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Batwoman was there. La. CW has their own trinity. Like, their trinity is Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. That's their trinity. Oh, when Supergirl came out and it was a different network. And yeah. it was a different network but still they made it work. <laughs> I, I love it. I love but CBS owns CW. No, CW. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, the same, it's the same network but different channels. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now even Black Lightning has like joined them. He's yes. part of the Justice League now in, on, on Earth Prime. Which is good lah. Yeah. Because that show is also struggling lah. That's true lah. That's true. Yeah. And they, they needed the token black guy. <laughs> they, they, I'm sorry, but yes, you do. I mean, Diggle is good and all, but Diggle, but Diggle's not that, is yeah. not 
Black Lightning. Yeah. Black Lightning showed up for one scene, right? And then he fired up the cosmic treadmill yeah, with, with his electric power. Basically, uh, yeah. Flash was like, I need a charger. And then Black Lightning showed up. So like, let me charge this for you. <laughs> I have a charger. <laughs> and then they were like, I'm at 1%. And they were like, you want to join us on our Justice League? Okay, I guess I can be your charger. <laughs> Uh, hopefully he gets to do more like in future crossovers because yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that Crisis is way too packed too many, for, for too Black Lightning to ever even fucking like Flash and Supergirl they didn't have like a major no. impact you know yeah. so yeah lah well, what you gonna do uh, next month though we will be having a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. what will what will we be talking about okay uh, Altered Carbon is coming back it, oh it's not out yet uh, it's out uh, tomorrow yeah, <gasps> yeah so um, it will be out before you hear this episode but mm. yeah, due to recording schedules we won't have time to review it yeah, just yeah, yet yeah. Yes. Uh, but Altered Carbon also has an anime series coming out yes. the yes. same month yes, yes. so you both can cover that because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm out of Altered Carbon already no dude this season is good Sure. That's all the what the reviews are saying. Like. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah. it's what's his face, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Falcon. 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 Uh, yeah. He's Captain America now. Got Sorry, <laughs> my my Captain America. <laughs> he's my Captain America. Remember the whole controversy yeah. of Falcon becoming Captain America. He can't America? be. He's black. And then he's like, he's not my Captain America. Oh. And Marvel, Marvel, like, like, uh, kind of like double down on it, right? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. two Captain Americas. The other Captain America was a Russian agent for thirty years. Marvel. Yeah, guys. Yeah, that was the other option. <laughs> <laughs> How do you trust him? Uh, like one day somebody could just be like a uh, code word. And but it's all like been retconned, right? Yeah, it's all been retconned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a Quiet Place Part Two also comes out. Yes, uh, Mulan comes out. Uh, yes, interesting. From the trailers we've seen on Mulan, it's quite interesting. It's definitely way not gonna be like what no, the, no, no, no. Of course, the not. movie we, is. we've established that. It's more of a historical battle. Uh, uh, there are witches. Fantasy, uh, there are witches yeah. and stuff, lah. But you know, like transformations and shit. It's more, but it's more Chinese movie tropes rather than correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Chinese movie Battlefield Wuxia like, What is it called? Wuxia. Wuxia. Yeah. Wuxia There you go That kind of stuff Castlevania is also coming back Yes uh, Which we'll all watch uh, I'll leave Outer Carbon to them lah, But uh, I will if, if they if they give it a really great review Then I'll jump back in, in all right. Later on lah. Uh, The Invisible Man Yes, I want to watch that so bad Is I've seen it is, is it good? It's the best horror movie of yes. the last 20 years. Alright, come I and feel watch it. Pure, wow. pure horror movie. Pure horror movie. Okay. I do have to say because a lot of the great horror that we've been covering have been art house stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this not, is like a... not really horror horror. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one is just like pure, straight up, fucking good horror. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait really to watch it. With also all the themes of like abuse and toxicity. Yeah, and yeah, now, yeah. Which yeah. is the Invisible Man. Um, Correct lah. Updated lah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. For, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, and for quick hits, I'm going to be talking about the new Pixar movie Onward. I'm uh, watching that also though. Okay, so you can. Are you watching in. that? Onward. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Cover it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks good. I'll be watching Gretel and Hansel. I'll be watching this thing on Amazon called The Vast of Night. Uh, nope. There is I am not okay on Netflix, which is based on <sighs> teens with superpowers lah. Uh, right, the, the the end of the fucking world. The the writer made another book called I am not okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not okay with this. So it's about that. Uh, it's made by the producers of Stranger Things. It stars two of the leads from it. Uh, and it's produced and written by the end of the fucking world guy. So it sounds like it's gonna be another lock and key in the sense of like it's a yeah, it's, it's a karaoke version of many other things. Development hell 
Yes, without development hell. But I will see. Uh, maybe it plays out well. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. See. What else? Uh, Kingdom season two. I'll be watching. I'll also, be watching it too. Uh, amazing stories will be. Uh, it's a new anthology by Stephen. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, mm. uh, I almost said Soderberg. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's a reboot of a '60s TV show that was an anthology sci-fi show. Mm, okay. Uh, but not in a sense that like it's Twilight Zone or anything. It's more about adventure. Alright, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and I will be talking about Guns Akimbo also, which is about I want to watch that. So uh, a guy with a uh, guns, guns for hands. Uh, um, he got guns nailed to his hands. Yep. Yeah, uh, and also a weird show called Be Foreigners, which I'm watching. It's not very good, but it's weird lah. It's about uh, It's time- a series huh? Yes okay. It's about Time travelling Vikings Who have been Mysteriously transported From Viking era To modern times And uh, they have to Integrate into society I want to watch this uh, And one of the Vikings Becomes a cop So it's a cop procedural <laughs> Because of course right It's Wait, a cop procedural Wait what's it called again? Be foreigners So they're foreigners <laughs> From before so you Be get foreigners it. Oh my god It's clever Yeah yeah. Do you like it so far? No but it's so weird I like I mean <laughs> No, but it's so weird that I like it. <laughs> I, mean, I can't genuinely say I like it, but I watch every week because I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's right. like, I watched the last episode yesterday before I watched uh, episode 2 of Better Call Saul and I watched it before Better Call Saul because I'm like, I just want to see what happens next. You know? <laughs> All right. What new Viking team murder would they explore? <laughs> okay, so that's a serial killer uh-huh. and he's targeting uh, time-displaced Persons <laughs> Oh okay, okay Because uh, he doesn't want Those illegal immigrants here It's Oh sort, no yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So they're being okay. targeted By this young nice. killer la, Who okay. is like uh, uh, Xenophobic Against time Displaced people Yeah uh, But there are also Other people time, There are some Victorian people Who have been time displaced And there are people From other eras la, But we follow the Vikings Because the cop is a Viking mm. Alright Yeah Oh yeah. then you reviewed it already You're good Oh yeah Sure <laughs> <laughs> Do recommend? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I have to. Okay. Wait, I have to wait. Take another month. Recommend. Take another month to think about it. Stay tuned for the rating. <laughs> then we'll rate it. I've again. never been more confused about how to rate the show. <laughs> no wonder you need one more month to think. I know. I just really need to mull on this. Is this worth it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, and, I'll watch it also. I'll watch it. Also. Uh, anyways, uh, this has been Hit Zero. I'm Hardy. I'm Isa. Uh, take it easy. Bye bye.